Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. On today's show, along with our usual ramblings, we will update you on some news from the biking world. We have an interview with the actor, new biker, and son of a legend, John Bell. Also, we will tackle this week's big question. What would we have in our dream garage? This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check-in time! I'm going to let you go first because you might actually have some exciting check-in news. Matter of fact, and then I'll let you introduce our special co-host today. I was going to say special guest, but special co-host. And what I'll probably do is I'll introduce the co-host first because the co-host is involved in my check-in story. That would make sense. And actually, I've got a couple of things to check in about today and a couple of shout-outs for guys that have um, they've been uh, super fantastic to us uh, this week. Don't you thump your mug down you now? Come on. Just because we were talking about it, I thought... Absolutely. Uh, we check in. So what we're up to this week? Well, um, I have managed to get out for a run. But not only have I managed to go for a run, not a run, a as jog, in a ride. A jog. Right, no, I didn't go for a run. I know you were taking up jogging, silly. so. I, well, I tried to, and then, and then you know, kind of food getting in the way. So, uh, we, um, my amazing son, John Bell, who is actually going to be our guest today. Say hi, John. Hello, guys. How's it going? There you go, there's John Bell. John, yep, yeah, absolutely. He passed his CBT, when was that, John? What day? Four days ago. Four days ago, and the day he passed. Only four days days ago. Seems we've been talking about it for ages. So you remember if you've been listening to previous podcasts that we talked about the Mutt Mongrel arriving, um, the great wee bike and everything. Well, John is now officially allowed on the road legally with that Mutt Mongrel. Mongrel? 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 No comment. Yep. Um, And obviously we didn't go out at all illegally on any roads or roads and anything like that and had a shot of it before the CBT. No, we did not. Not at all. That would be irresponsible. That would be very irresponsible. And if any videos ever surface of that happening, it happened... Uh, it didn't. It's, it's it actually three a, days ago. Fake news. Yeah, yep. uh, fake news. Fake news. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All <John>. fake. All <laughs> fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did the hands and everything. It's so great we're doing an audio podcast. I know. And it's not that I've got an intro later, and I've been practicing all week to try and get Jeremy Clarkson. It's a car crash on Monday. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So, uh, so uh, for the first time in uh, in my life, I got to go for a motorbike ride with my son, where he wasn't hanging on to my waist. So see, I wish I had a button now that had like some sort of kind of littlest hobo style Hulk. Maybe tomorrow and, uh, that's it, I wanna settle down until tomorrow. Because that's quite a moment. I just keep moving on. Yeah, it was quite a moment. Yeah, it was. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, and we started off with um, I wasn't sure how long John was about to go out because uh, obviously he'd just done his CBT and you know how exhausting that that can be. And John is going to give us a wee chat about his experiences as a new rider out on the CBT, uh, which is why he's with us this week so if we get any new riders out there or people who have partners that want to kind of start taking it up John will give you a wee uh, heads up on what it's like a mm-hmm. bit of fun 
give you the lowdown. I'll give you a lowdown. A lowdown on the CBT. And uh, it was just great to, to do. So we went out. I thought, well, I could probably just want to go for about half an hour. Three hours later, we got home, which is yes. brilliant. Um, and any, any Kenny Loggins? Uh, well, we didn't have any music playing. We were just strictly just sticking to the comms and the helmet and just keeping keeping right because it was straight from the But I think I might have sung Danger Zone at one point. Yes, there was a lot of Danger Zone going on. Danger Zone! Yeah. And, uh, but we didn't go past the airport. Oh, well, that, that doesn't count. No, so... You need to, it needs to be Kenny Loggins past the airport road and then that's you... That's, yep. you, that's you in, that's said, you in I didn't have my flight jacket on And unless you've got your flight jacket on You can't go full Tom Cruise <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't go full con- Tom Cruise In a maple leaf top No, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, just, it doesn't have the same effect um, Which is really cool So we got to go out We ended up down uh, Well, Houston Bridge And all that But down to Largs uh, And over the top Down to see You know, we're looking out Over the, the Fifth of Clyde Over to Little Cumbria And Butte And everything It was just oh, stunning the, the Fairly Road Aye, the Fairly oh, Road That's a good road Absolutely amazing, right? So we did that um, Largs that, was a uh, Tropical, almost the palm trees and the and the sunset. It was amazing. Yeah, and on a slightly sinister note, I also pointed out to join the crematorium that I wanted to get chucked into. From a, you know, wow. Yeah, there you go. That was that yeah. was it. that was interesting, wasn't it, John? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a nice crematorium. Yeah, there you go. Good Absolutely. taste in crematoriums. Everybody's dying again now, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> so anyway, we move on. It's that, going to be a long night. That may not, that may not make, make the make the cut. Uh, so uh, that was cool. But then then John's obviously been out with his bike a wee bit uh, himself, just potting around. And we did have a wee mishap, didn't we, John, with the bike? Yeah, I didn't think you were going to bring this up. Ah, but I'm I'm bringing it up for very good reasons because I want to give uh, a particular guy a shout out about That's this, true. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, but John, let him know. You I can, mean, look, uh, you know. Learning to ride your bike, it's all about learning that balance and, you know, even when you're not riding it itself, putting it in, parking it, turning it. And there was just a little slip happened and I dropped it and it hit the side of my my dad's shed. So the mirror is now smashed. But luckily, the biking community is amazing and... Um, there's a Facebook group for Mutt Mongrel Owners, which I jumped onto because I was trying to get hold of the... There's a Mutt Mongrel Owners group? Yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. is amazing. Well, it's a Mutt Motorcycles group, so Mutt Mongrels, Mastiffs, all the, all the oh, different Mutt Motorcycles. Right, okay. uh, so I'm, I'm actually going to give a big... I've just, he's, just, he's just sent me a message just now. A big shout out to Gavin Davis down in Wales in the, in the Ronda Valley, who... Um, to Gavin Davis here, because... Uh, Gavin, I put on it. Look, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a left hand side, um, or was it right hand side? Can't remember. Um, mirror, um, for a, a Mutt Mongrel. Does anyone know how to get them? Because everything in the Mutt website was seen sold out. And Gavin got back straight away, like within minutes, and said, "Hey, I've got a couple of the, the mirrors just sitting here. Uh, I've changed my mirrors on my Mastiff to, um, um, handlebars, just at the end of the bars mirrors. So, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. So he's literally just said to me, that's it, all posted and they're on their way to John. Uh, and he's just, uh, just giving me the cost of postage. I'm just going to send the postage back to him because he's not using them. So big, massive amazing. shout out to Gavin. Uh, thank you very much, mate, for that. I really appreciate it. Yes, and thank you, Gavin. And I think that personifies why we do the podcast, why we love talking about bikes and bikers. It's not about speed and running about and going crazy in bikes it's about that community and that you know that ability to just realize that we're all we've all got the same common love of the mm-hmm. road and love of the bikes uh, so gavin davis you are a legend <laughs> yeah because it's a family show oh yeah yeah exactly so you are a legend my friend and thank you very much for that uh hopefully um and i've just told him about the podcast so hopefully there'll be listening catchy shout out thank you very much um to our new welsh friend thank you gavin that's amazing. And it brought it's the one of those things you do forget 
and obviously we were talking, me and John were talking earlier about Harley ownership and you mean possibly that being the big bike and all that kind of stuff, which we'll go into more later. But that's one of the things that I miss about having a Harley is you really feel that community is almost amplified because you have those that chapter of you mean they do do frequent runs and you forget sometimes just how strong that community is. So that's kind of reinvigorated my faith in the biking community. Not that it was dented, but just for somebody who's it's not even like local. Uh, he's in Wales. I it's know. It's take these hundred something miles. Get into his garage or whatever, package them up, take them down to the post office, send them away, and everything like that. And I'm like that, just just amazing. So uh, unbelievable, yeah. So if it makes you feel any better, man. I got her one two five, absolutely brand spanking new at Honda. We drove it from Honda to here. Decided she wanted to put petrol in it. Went to the petrol station at Tesco, which is literally just in the corner. Coming back down, she decided, oh, hang on, I need to sort something. I'll stop. Put her leg out and it was wet leaves, and she slipped and snapped the clutch, clutch lever on it. Oh no! And the bike was only like hours old, so oh. it happens. Yeah, she's never dropped it since. There you go. There you go. That's there should be go. me then. And, and of course, and I'm actually surprised the shed stood up. Mm-hmm. I thought you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you, it, listen, yeah. if you listen to episode one, you'll know all about the story about my first big bike. Still, the best another then. another big yellow beast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. Oh, dear. Like father, like son. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's my check in. Although I did also a big shout out to Scott at Harley today. I popped in just to say hi. Finally got a chance to pop into Harley's. Uh, what a legend of a guy. Brilliant to have a good chat in there about the Pan American and, and the sports dress coming up and just uh, just uh, shoot the bees for a few minutes. He was busy, so he only he was, you know, dealing with the customer, which was brilliant and good to see that it's, uh, the place was busy, especially considering there's nothing across them anymore. You know, with the Carty and Triumph away. Scott, pleasure to meet you, my friend. And uh, I'm sure we'll be popping in a lot more and chatting about stuff. And I will give you that shout for the Pan America. Are we, are we sure? I've ordered him a t shirt. Ah, good on you. Because he's a top bloke. He's a top bloke. He's I'll, ed- I'll edit that bit out. But, right. um, there's also rumour of a 975 coming in that sports dress. What's that? Aye, because you know how they get the new 12. Mm. This is where we go full geek. They've got the 1250 engine. Right, and they've obviously tweaked it to be torquey. Well, I think they're doing a 975 version, so slightly less power, mm-hmm. but it's a brand new, it'll still be a V2, I think. Um, and they're talking about putting that in the Sportster yeah. S as well, so you can buy it. Because it's the same as your old Sportster, you could get the 883, but you also get the 1200 version. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to go down that route, which will be interesting, because it'll be lighter again, yeah. so it'll be a bit... Do you know what's probably worth mentioning just about... about you know, people talk about brake horsepower and torque and all that. You know, brake horsepower is obviously the power that it that it that it gives out and gives you an indication of top speed and all these kind of things. And torque is about how well it squats, really, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, um, depending on how you, when you want to overtake, the the torqueier it is, the more it goes. <laughs> so, if you remember the first time, John, you were in the back of my bike, and I said, "Hold on," and you didn't quite hold on quite enough, and you nearly fell off the back. Uh huh. Was that too I, squirty? That was a bit too squirty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Painting One Hundred One. Hold tight. Yeah. But I bounced my way off down the street. There isn't even a handle. Obviously, on. there isn't obviously even a handle on the, have that same on the double seat for the for the street cup. It's just a wee leather strap across it. Do you know what I was looking at? But looking at your bike, see the wee cowl. See the see a single seat and a cowl on your bike. How good reason? I know. Get back on that. So we just put you know the wee back cowl. So you know like my single seat street cup. The oh, wee right, cowl yeah. at the back. Yeah, I like uh, that. Would look yeah, yeah. quite cool in there. Yeah, don't know if you can get that for the map. I don't know. There you go. Anyway. You probably get a text for somebody shortly. 
absolutely. Um, I don't have much in the way of checking this week because um, I've been flat out at work, really, and then obviously try to fill in the gaps by preparing notes for this. <laughs> um, however, my one big piece of exciting news kind of came last Friday where I jumped about here like a kid is that our local Harley dealership, which we all is doing an adventure weekend at the end of August or near the end of August, yep. which just happens to coincide with the day before my birthday um, and also the day before a celebrity biker's birthday because me and him share the same birthday and he is actually going to be there to chat and give his insight and stuff. So we are off to meet Mr. Charlie Boorman, which I am absolutely stoked about because he... And Mr. McGregor are one of the reasons that I got into biking and decided, no, I'm going to nip my wife's head for a eternity until I get one. So I'm absolutely buzzing. And I'll be there too. Yay! So that's and I booked on for the Pan America test ride because, well, why not? Because they've got a fleet of them, apparently, it said on the website. <coughs> We've got a fleet of Pan Americas. So why not? They must bring them up because, because uh, as far as I'm aware, they've got one at the minute. <laughs> Aye, they've got one <laughs> because the owner Don's got one of these on. See the white and orange one. Did you see it when you were there? No? I was sitting out front. Aye, oh, beautiful. Aye, that's the color I would have it in, unless I got a sportster with a bagel. And um, John would look good in a minute because um, I know I'm always going to about me and my wee short legs in the podcast. Yes. But John has got big, long, lanky legs like his mum. So he could be on a Pan America and probably flat-feeted and everything. Look amazing on it. How funny would that be? You'd be raging. Oh, don't tell John, right? He'd be like, you're not putting that in my shed. No. I don't know if Bates would go in that shed. No, no, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> be hard pushed. Um, the only other thing is I've got my mock IEM test this week. It's tomorrow. So I need to read I need to reread my book, which I should have been doing the night, but you know I mean we can always do it tomorrow. We'll talk quick. It's fine. Aye. And I'll probably come out here and then start to edit and no bother reading the book anyway. If I don't know by now, I'm not gonna know it at all. So but aye. But that's my check in. And Excellent. I would tell we'll have a check in with John, but I think we've got a whole section we can check in with John. Yeah. And get John's insight on all things new in the C B T world because we forgot about it. Yeah. From the perspective of a new baby biker. A new baby biker. New, uh, and it's not that, we do have new listeners who are actually in preparation for the CBT, so this will be quite interesting. So, because they keep texting me and going, what about, what about, and I go, episode two, episode five. <laughs> 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 episode I, just don't, cute. I just don't reply, with you. I just go, episode one, <laughs> episode four, <laughs> episode three, episode 3.5, if you're interested in something else. So, aye. The joys. Excellent. There you go. That was checking. Nice one, checking. Are you ready? Yep. And now it's time. That was the best plug-in I've ever bought. That's brilliant, isn't it? I, I, I didn't buy it, it was free. So. Excellent. Right, you're up. Okay, so that's it. It's time for the news. Uh, and it's uh, first news today is the 2021 Indian FTRS. Yes, an Indian FTRS. Which, before you go into that, uh-huh. if anyone wants to see it in action and get a different view of opinion and lives in the UK, clearly, you know what I mean? Um, motorcycle show with Henry Cole has started back up season 10. <laughs> the, oh, first, the first bike he had on last week. One of these. I don't know how comfortable I am saying Indian. There seems to be a bit of a thing happening in America at the moment about using the word Indian, isn't it? John, John, you can you can um, talk about this in a, in, a, in a kind of off sense because... 
For those that don't know, John is an actor. My son John's an actor. He's an outlander and he's been working with a lot of the First Nation guys round in, um, you know, from Canada. And uh, obviously there's a lot of things happening in America. Washington Redskins, they've changed their name to Washington Football. That's right. The Cleveland Indians have now changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, oh, have they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never so, uh, you know, so uh, is this... You know, without getting into too much detail, but this is quite interesting to just say they this is still called an Indian motorcycle and they still use a a native uh, First Nation kind of Yeah, I think that's pretty that's pretty problematic now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so wouldn't be I wouldn't be supporting that. Yeah. They, I need think a, they need a brand change, I think, there, yeah. I don't know if they've still got because they used to have the obviously the the headdress thing was yeah. part of the, the it doesn't, name. The, the, the and I don't see it on the new bike. No. However, I don't know what the current kind of scouts and stuff like that that obviously have been in the market for a while yeah. whether they've still got them on it yeah. but interesting mm. I'll look into that and it, it might, might be something I don't I, it might be something worth looking into for future podcasts to see what ah. their, their stance in that is Mm, that's a really good bike. point, actually. Because it's 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 like in a relaunch, doesn't it? Because the old Indian motorcycles way back in the day, um, they kind of they kind of just they kind of faded away to nothing, didn't they? And then Aye, they, they were they were bankrupt. We think using an expletive vibe, but they were on their derriere. Aye, and uh, so they've relaunched the brand, but they're still using that, and and I know that could be problematic for or is problematic, especially. Uh, across the pond, so John John's very aware of that. So, um, it'd be interesting to find that out, John, is right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Looks in more information about that. Yep. Yeah, as we yeah. frantically Google when uh, we talk. Uh, yep. So I will I will talk very slowly. No. So since 2019, when Indian launched the flat track styled FTR, it's been a reasonable success for the company, the US company. So what they've done to make it better. So we'll start with the engine. Uh, originally based on the 1133cc Scout engine, they went and changed the. This is it. Bore and stroke. See, I knew it wouldn't last long. They uh, they went and changed the bore and stroke to increase the engine to a twelve oh three cc, which in turn produces a modest one two three bhp. I'm a poet and I don't know it, uh, and that's about a twenty percent boost uh, in power. Now they've also changed the bike's footwear, moving away from an eighteen or nineteen inch wheel on Dunlop tires to a seventeen inch on Metzler Sport Tech tire, and the rear has. Moved from 150 to 180 width of. Have you gone from inches to millimeters there? Aye, just to keep you on your toes. Aye, thanks, cheers. Okay. Um, just to make so sure you're paying again attention. Absolutely. There's this no dead gal goadges in there, so you're no, fine. That's fine. So I've got to find something, haven't I? Yep. Uh, this is coupled with a revised suspension setting and a 40mm narrower handlebar, which makes it a bit sharper than the fun bends. Weighing in at 233 kilos, dry then. It's not the world's heaviest bike, but not an Olympic gymnast either. I like that. That's a nice wee. Metaphor there, especially oh, with Tokyo and all that good, I like that, that was good, yeah. Comes in four versions. The base model is 12995. And the top spec called the R Carbon version, which is, I assume, is covered in wee bits of carbon fibre. That's the one Henry Cole took it. Aye. It is 15595, so it's a lot of money. They're not, they're not cheap, yeah. Lovely looking bike, but will it have but it will it have competition come September with the new Sportster S? A similar power and price point. Uh, so if you get a chance to have a look at the picture of the new Indian, it doesn't look anything like the new Sportster S. I suspect that from a power performance, it will have a bit of competition. But, you know, somebody that wants a bike that looks like that probably doesn't want a Sportster S, in my opinion. That's more like you're coming up against like your monsters and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you It's know, definitely like a naked flat tracker. Uh, you know, you're kinda, your triumphs, you know. Your speed triple and that. That's, that looks to me more like what it's kind of up against. You Aye. Know. 
know, it's, I mean, it's a lovely looking bike and everything, but you know, it's, it doesn't turn heads to me the way the sports arrest us. And I think it's because of the engine and that's hidden behind a lot of frame ah. and you mean um, exhaust and stuff. So by all accounts, it goes let's stink. So yeah. So if you if you want to go let's stink, then you know it's definitely yeah. a contender. I guarantee you there'll be a like for like comparison. No, oh, which takes me on to my next piece of it. news. MCN do their 250 road test. Finally, they've managed to get the Mac Daddy of adventure bikes up against the new upstart. So it's time for the GS versus the Pan America. Dun, dun, dun. And we'll try and stay away from World War II references. The old American versus the Germans here. It's not a good idea. So in case anyone's new to the show and never read MCN or doesn't even know what MCN is because we have a worldwide audience, MCN or Motorcycle News is a weekly motorbike newspaper here in the UK. And every week they do a 250-mile bike-off. I can't think of any other way to describe it other than a bike-off. And they usually take two bikes that are very similar. The 250-mile route comprises of three different routes, and it's A roads and B roads mostly. Um, some are fairly straight, some are kind of long and swooping, and then others are really quite technical in terms of the, the twistiness. Twistiness. Too many S's in there. Sibilance yes. is horrible. Then they give a verdict, and it's obviously a verdict. It's their verdict. It's their opinion, the same as it would be ours. So, but these guys are obviously are all motorbike journalists, so they're clued up. So, unlike just two average bikers in a cave who just talk. Well, it's three today. It's three. Yep, it's absolutely. three average bikers in a cave today. You don't mind being called average, John? Do you? Not at all. No. He's like, I'm taking it. Take a free T-shirt. Let's see what they say in the blue corner, weighing ding, in ding, at ding, 258 ding, kilos ding. wet from the USA. It's the new Harley Davidson Pan America. Oh, see, can't you see? With 150 brake horsepower and 95 pound foot of torque, starting at well, it starts technically at 14,200. However, they're testing the special, which comes in at 15 and a half thousand pounds. In the red corner, weighing in at 249 wet. Sounds wrong. From Germany, the current defending champion, the BMW R1250 GSTE. Yeah. I wondered where you were going. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I was like, oh, heads for the pause button. Um, GS comes in with you a hum- in BMW. <laughs> You'll not be allowed back in Munich. You know what I mean? If you better go back to BMW. You have the, your picture will be up. Do not let this man in. With 134 brake horsepower and 106 pound foot of torque, and its starting price for the TE is 16,949. Now, both are surprisingly similar in terms of engine size, tubular frame, tank size. Tubular seat. frame, is that that music thing? Aye, Michael Field. Michael Field, that's the it? one. Michael Field's, the Michael Field's tubular frame. Tubular frame. If anybody wants to listen to that, it's available on Apple Music, Spotify. I know. And Michael Field, if you're listening, love the album, drop us a note. Um, it's about the same seat height, traction control, corner and ABS, all the good stuff that you would expect to have on a bike of that ilk and that kind of money. Um, MPG, there's nothing really to separate them. 48 miles per gallon on the Harley, 49 on the Beamer. So what did the testers say after 250 miles? The BMW is dynamically better and has that ultra refinement. Um, which you would expect from 40 years of development because that's how long they've been developing the GS. They had yeah. their 40th anniversary paintwork and stuff this year. Now, yet the Harley is still a very competent piece of kit. And if you want to forgive some of the small quirks, you will get a, that meaty V-twin power 
um, brutal decadence and daringly different looks. The BMW likes, so we've got ultra-refined package, flexible, exciting engine, impressive road handling and excels in pretty much all conditions. The dislikes for the Beamer is price and they are a tad ubiquitous. Starting at, isn't it? I think the one they actually test drove when it had, because it had different paint on it and had this on it and had that on it, it was like £20,900. In fairness, the Harley they test drove, again, starting price was 15 and a half, but they added the boxes and the luggage and the top box and all that, so it was up about the 20 grand mark as well. There was about 500 quid in it. However, like for like, bog standard, at the standard price, you get a bit more kit on the Harley. And that's one of the things they say about the likes. It's got a strong engine, it's comfortable, it sticks out in the crowd, and it comes with loads of gadgets, bog standard. Well, bog standard for the special. Um, the dislikes for the hel- the Harley, the Harley, are the side stand action when the suspension is lowered, and we did talk about this when I test drove it, the side stand I'm not a big fan of. Would it put me off buying one? Probably not, you would probably get used to it, because every bike side stand's different. It's ponderous steering and it's a wee bit rougher in the edges, so it's no real surprise. I mean, these guys have taken it but, out. But you've you've got a BMW. I know it's no the big no the monster, the, right? The bulk of it's the same as but, the GS. Yeah, you know what but, I mean? it's, but it's it's there or thereabouts. And you've ridden the Pan America, is it? And I've ridden the GS uh, and I had a GSA and yeah. I and do you I, agree with that? Because I know you are actually quite taken with the Pan America, aren't you? Aye, and and I. I do like the Pan America. I think I, I like the fact that it looks different. It looks like a Mack truck for the front, which when you look at it in the picture, you go, Ugh, it's a bit marmite. But when you see it up in the flesh, especially in that kind of, they used to call it burnt orange. I don't know what they call it now, but it's definitely an orangey, pearl white kind of colour. It looks, that's the, that's the puppy. Um, it's nice. And with the wee grill and the light and stuff, which the, the demo one at Harley's has got, it looks the business. And I just think... Every second bike on the road right now is a BMW GS. There's, there's so many of them. And again, yeah. I, I, when we when we talked to Charlie on the 21st of August, I will blame him because at the end of the day, well, and he'll probably blame KTM because they he didn't want to go around the world on a GS. He wanted to go around the world on a KTM and KTM said no. So he said, well, I'll not repeat what he said, but there's a lot of beep, 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 beeps. So... It's, it's 40 years of development. It's a well-refined bike. You, you cannot go wrong. You you wouldn't expect a new engine to... I think probably, to be honest, what I mean is the new engine for the Harley's coming off much better than you'd expect for it being a new engine Oh, against something of that calibre and that I, I was history. Surpri- I was surprised. It just... Because normally you get the power or you get the torque. You don't really get like massive amounts of both. Or you don't feel the massive amounts of both. But with a Harley, it just seems to be... It's just... It's there. It, it's surprisingly, it, it reads more underpowered. Mm-hmm. But when you're on it and you, you mean you twist it, it just goes regardless of what gear you're in. I mean, you just get it all in one go. And that's, in the way that's that, what they were saying to Harley today, big, big Scott, we Scott <laughs> was saying today, cardboard um, box, cardboard box, big Scott, we Scott, cardboard box. Um, was saying he said that you put it in sports mode and you go and he said Oof, it catches you off guard. Aye. It's and it's a clever. It's got clever technology and all that kind of stuff in it. So, I, I I'm not surprised that that MCN have said that the BMW slightly better because they have got forty years more experience in that market and in that bike, particularly. Yeah. Um. But I do think for a first go, the Pan America is it's a, a great bit a great bit of kit. Um. And I would 
I'm going to be honest and say, Fro, I was like, no, I quite like my RT. I wouldn't outrail it, outrail it as my next bike. Mm, potentially, nice. it's in it's in there as the one of the contenders anyway. Experts have tried it now, which Aye, is the main thing. It. And, and it's rather than just us, no, no disagreeing with the average bloke. Aye, distinctly average, mate. That's yep. that's what makes us so endearing. What's happening in Triumph? Well, it was a big Triumph announcement, and I was funny enough, I, I noticed it myself eh, the other He's day. Favorite topic. I know. I, I always get to talk about Triumph. <laughs> eh, um, I love you, Triumph. Send me, send me free things. In fairness, right, the very first day I put the news in there and don't give you the Triumph story. That'll be it. I think it'll be a one-man show for there, and then we'll just not come back. I'll, be, I'll take the huff. I'll take my street cup, and I'll, I'll run away. So, trying for making a big announcement, they are making a charge on the motocross and enduro market. So, they're partnering with two huge names in the field um, as ambassadors. So, if you know these guys, you'll know how big a name that they are in that particular field. Ricky Carmichael, who's a 41-year-old American, who some think is the greatest motocross rider of all time, and who has won 12 AMA motocross and supercross titles, and scooped, 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 scooped five medals at the X Games. See what I mean? So <laughs> a week goes by that I don't have some sort of... Doesn't he let you get away with it, does he? <laughs> and uh, so, um, so yeah, so I'll try, I'll try again. Has won 12 AME motocross and supercross titles. And the sniper has scoped five medals uh, at the X Games and is on board along with... Now, this is great. John, you're good at Spanish. That must be a Spanish surname. Go on, give it a go. Um, Ivan Cervantes. Not too bad. Ivan. Ivan. Cervantes. There you go. See, Muy that's bien. why we. That's see, that's why we brought John along here. In see. fact, John, for if we've got some, have we got anybody that listens in Spain? AI uh, and South. There's quite a places in South America. Oh, as well. right, John, you can do a wee bit of your chat in Spanish for that. Would be brilliant. Debería hacer una bienvenida única para los fanáticos españoles. Gracias para escucharnos y sí, tengáis un buen día. There you go. Definitely, right. definitely feel like an average biker now. A totally average. <laughs> <laughs> and how am I going to subtitle that? <laughs> YouTube is never going to happen. Absolutely. Um, I think what John said there was, um, don't listen to these two old idiots. Uh, thank you very much to all our Spanish listeners. Um, thank you very much. Something like that was it. I said, do you want me to? I should do a, a special announcement yeah. in Spanish for a special Spanish welcome to all of our. Our Spanish listeners, so thank you very much, and I hope you all have a good day. Dos besitos, two kisses. There you go. That's See? it. <sighs> so proud of We're that. Moving point. up the world. So proud of that We're point. Moving up the world. Um, so anyway, so um, say the name again. Ivan Cervantes, who has a who was a five-time world enduro champion and has completed the Dakar Rally twice. So they're both massive names, right? Um, yeah, so the Dakar Rally is the um, the heavy duty motorcycle equivalent of getting sand in your shoes. Aye, that, I, that, that, I, maybe, I maybe undersold it just a tad there. Do you know what I mean? No, no. So um, uh, we have no confirmation yet on what bike Triumph will build exactly, but the CEO Nick Blair has excited at this announcement and a new chapter for Triumph. I'm excited to see what they bring out about this. He said we're 100% committed to making a long-lasting impact in this highly competitive and demand world with a single-minded ambition to deliver a winning motorcycle lineup for a whole new generation of Triumph riders. Can't wait to see what Triumph come up with. We will keep you posted as things develop. No doubt. I will keep you posted because I will get that bit of the, of the news to read out. So I will be keeping you posted and... See if there's, there's a triumph story next week. You're uh, not getting it. All right, okay. You just shot yourself in the foot. And got it all covered in sand. Got it all covered in Dakar sand. Dakar. 
So not to be like this, not to go in, but I'm just wondering. So like Triumph are actually going to be no compete- everything goes in. Everything goes in. <laughs> <laughs> this is like com- they're competing now. They're they're announcing that they're. So going I to don't try. know if they're actually going to put it in to compete. All they're saying is they're building those bikes. Yeah, but I, I read it. They would be building bikes that will go into across so. an enduro competition, and they absolutely. will go up against brands like KTM and. Yamaha and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Aye. Yeah, all the all your guys that do your motocross bikes. Yamaha's probably a, one of your big players um, yes. in that space because mm-hmm. they've got a whole rake. Honda have got a couple. They've got, I think, the 250 CF yeah. is their kind of one. Um, I think they've got a 400 version as well. But it's all these kind of massive bikes that you see people doing wheelies on. Yeah, jump really big, like 19 inch front wheels, like all red with spokes and stuff like that. Yeah. No, but um, I was trying to remember something there, so I've Googled it because we're talking about motocross and jumping up and down and all this kind of stuff, right? And it just reminded me back to my childhood and probably one of the first things that made me want a motorbike. Um, for So for, for people of a certain age listening to the podcast, you will remember Kickstart. All right, I thought you were going to say Evil Knievel. So Kickstart was, like, was a TV series. Uh, it was, um, I think it was a Harley Sports that he was on. <laughs> uh, it was on from 1979, right, through to, uh, through to 1992. I actually didn't realise it was on that long. And it was, it was literally... Quite often uh-huh. it was kids. It was there was um on their on their week in a motocross bikes, jumping over planks and going up and down and falling into bales of hay because they couldn't do it very well and all that kind of stuff. But I used to sit mesmerised at this show when I was younger, um and and just and just loved it. And I I think probably that to me now that now that I've remembered about that show was probably the time that I went yeah I'm, at some point in my life I'm going to have a motorbike. And I think I said a lot of people, a lot of people that have that desire to be on a motorbike mm-hmm. do at, at a young age will go into motocross because you don't need a license to do motocross aye they're um, up doing the, the fields because you're up doing the fields you're on specific tracks and all that kind of stuff so it's all quarantined and it used to be tiny, tiny wains tiny wee children aye. on these bikes doing bunny hops and all that over on, planks on of wood and stuff wheel. aye on yeah, the back wheel and things and you're going I can't, I can't do that in my, in BMX. my push bikes you aye. know what I mean <laughs> I was too feared to do wheelies. I'm still too feared to do wheelies. I, I, I'd be too feared to do wheelies. Oh, no, I, I just don't know. Mm. I'd be too feared to drop it. Aye, that's me. Smashed a perfectly good bike up. I know. And then be scuff marks for. You can do wheelie courses, though, can't you? Not yes, kill, you can. Not killing yep. that does it, doesn't it? So. Aye. Um, but you've got to use your own bike. Do you? No, there's one down south. Um, can't remember what it's called. If anybody's watching, look up Teapot One on YouTube. Um, Teapot One was recently on a wheelie course and they get you on a bike and it's almost got stabilisers and it's got a little back wheel thing so that when you go up the back wheel hits the ground so you can't go too far back and it gets you to learn the throttle control and what the balance feels like and all that kind of good stuff and then eventually you can then go on the date on your big bike Oh and we've just missed Father's Day John Oh what a shame It's always next year Did you hear that? You heard it right there folks (laughs) uh, We have got got witnesses now Thanks Aye, <laughs> and for the right word, I'll edit that out so that there's no actual proof of that. Oh, uh, but that'd be really good. <laughs> out. The only thing I will say is, is if Triumph thing gets me or makes me excited about this is, I don't think Triumph have ever made a bad bike. So when they put no. them, when they go right, we're going to make this bike like the bobber. Right, we're going to make a bobber, and they went out and they made the bobber, and it was a, it was a good bike, but they went. Still not good enough. We'll make the bobber black, and then they brought out the black, and it was like even better. 
than the bobber. So uh, when they put the range, and now the new bobbers are based on the bobber black and, and refined even more. And they do it with the adventure bikes. Mm. You know what I mean? They've had like, the latest the Tiger Nine Hundred replaced the Eight Hundred. The Eight Hundred was a, a good enough bike, maybe slightly underpowered to bring it to Nine Hundred. It's an it's getting rave reviews. Nine Hundred so Rally. Mm. Once they've got that set right, this is the direction we want to go in for this new bike or whatever. They they don't tend to make a bad no. bike. No. So. It'll be interesting. My only concern is, is um, have you seen the height of motocross bikes? Ah, yeah, okay. Just make sure that's out there. Moving on. That's not for me. No. But maybe for John. John will be all right. You'll be fine. Um, I don't think that's your style bike, though. Do you not see me? No, I kind of see myself as a bit more laid back on a bike. Ah, yeah. A bit more retro and mm-hmm. chill. Aye, those things are just in there. Angry, noisy. Nah. Until he gets one or goes on the wheelie course way and then it'll be like, I need a motocross bike. Oh, we can just we do wheelie really course together, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. You should I'm, actually. I'm down to clown, <laughs> absolutely. Here we go. go. Yes. Susan, this is nothing to do with me. <laughs> Moving on, KTM. Uh, KTM, and I've snuck this in here, um, at the recommendation of our, one of our other co hosts, Mr. Colin. I'm just going Mr. Colin. Mr. Colin. Hello, Mr. Colin. KTM RC8C So KTM along with a factory race team And Kramer Motorcycles um, Have developed a new Carbon Kevlar clad racing bike Called the RC8C Powered with the 898 Duke R engine Which is an 899cc parallel Producing 126 bhp And 97.5 pound foot of torque It has a new air intake That improves throttle performance It's a hand built steel frame Custom exhaust, it's forged wheels, fully adjustable WP Apex Pro Forks and shocks, all racing Brembo brakes with a Corsa Corta master cylinder. Every which, time I, which see I read uh, it and went, oh, uh, but apparently, actually, oh, I just didn't see Vauxhall Corsa and go, oh, well, that, that was the not problem. Excite I me. Uh, it does not excite me at all, but it's nothing to do with Vauxhall Corsa. <laughs> but what it does is it lets you alter the biting point of your brakes, so Ooh. same as a, on a GP bike. Oh, cool. I'm going, that's amazing. However, you can't wait to go on the road. It also comes with a vast array of AIM MSX electronics that gives you more than enough data than you would ever need, both through the 5-inch TFT, or you can plug your laptop into it. Ooh, the geek in me comes out and goes, aye. That's what I would do. I wouldn't have a clue what I'd be looking at. The only I'd thing just I'd see be worried, graphs yeah. and stuff and go, oh. The only thing I'd be worried about was how you'd be able to kind of like type things into your laptop while you're riding along. That, that, that oh, is. dead easy. You get an optional extra laptop holder. All oh, right, cool. That's Aye. fine. That'd Quad lock could develop an actual laptop holder for the top as well. Cool. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe when we get a um, West Coast Harley Charlie, because, uh, you know, he's a quad lock fan. West Coast Harley Charlie. West Coast, <laughs> West Coast Harley Charlie. <laughs> Oh, who's, we've got, we've got to call him that. Aye. West Coast Harley Charlie. Ah, I'm going to call him that. Oh, that's brilliant. West Coast um, Harley Charlie. Uh, when we get there, maybe he can let us know because he's a Quadlock fan. He is. He, is, he yeah. does a lot of promotion for Quadlock. And no wonder. It is a cracking product. It's a good product. And if you, if you need one in for your bike, let me know because I've got spares. There you go. Um, it comes in at £30,999. <laughs> it ain't cheap. And that's before you start adding a race day pack on it. Or a track day pack on it, then the price just goes absolutely through the roof. KTM are only making a hundred, <laughs> which is the oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want one, you better get done quick to your local KTM dealership because they're going to fly off a shelf, and you need two and a half grand in your back pocket because that's what the deposit is. Just just to reserve one, two and a half grand. 
if you get two and a half grand to play with and you want a thirty-one thousand pound track bike, fill your boots because it looks like a, it looks like an absolute <coughs> weapon. Aye, that's just I mean? that, and that's just not essentially. But it is. It's a it's a, it's a MotoGP bike. It's as close as you're going to get to a MotoGP bike without actually entering the MotoGP or like having ridiculous amounts of money that you could go and squander an actual manufacturer to say build me a GP bike because that's what I want you know I mean you need to be Tom Cruise or something to go and be able to do that so this is an alternative option which if, if you're in your track days fill your boots but I'd be terrified that I put it in the gravel and that's 31 grand sliding along the ground I know a guy who's got a jigsaw and that's all he uses his jigsaw for is for track days and oh it's just no it's a higher booster he uses it just for track days got slick tyres and everything on it and he's come off a bad one then about 85 and it went sliding along the ground and he said I was sliding on my back in my Power Ranger suit he says and I'm going oh it's got to be expensive as he's sliding along the ground and he went oh, it's not too bad and then it caught the gravel and it went whoop and flipped into the air and started bouncing about and he went that's going to cost me that's going to cost oh wing minute that's going to cost me and it was like that's what puts me off. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> the fact that I might bounce into the gravel. But there you go. So, peop- so, so, John, people do that all the time with their bikes. Therefore, don't worry about cracking your mother off a shed. Aye, <laughs> that would be the Can least of my worries. I've been more worried about a shed. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Shed was fine. The last of the day, this is the Sinus, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Sinus Terrain 125. Hang on. How else would you pronounce it? Sinus. Sinise. Sinus. Cyanide. Cyanide Cyanide sounds like a poison Cine? Maybe it's I, a silent I, S I would not write a bike called a cyanide Maybe it's a cyanide Maybe it's a cine A silent S I was going to buy a cyanide Maybe I thought I'd buy a plutonium It could have two silent F-1 It could have two silent ends And it's called a size Cynus It's a cynus right Cynus terrain 125 Is it terrain or is it It's ter- terrain 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 It's a terrain It's a terrain Apart for trying to Say Sinus, that's what it is. <laughs> a Sinus tearing apart, 125. And the Sinus T125 or Terrain 125 is the latest from the Chinese company. Um, the, it's very GS style. I'm going to show, just show John a wee picture of it there, look. There you go. A wee adventure bike. And it's very GS styled, um, sturdy looking bike. So um, if you could have a, a wee small short Ewan McGregor, he'd probably sit in that very nicely, wouldn't he? Yeah. Look good, it would suit him. It does look like a proper adventure bike. It has panniers as standard. And if you want the top box to complete the long way around look, um, or the no that long way around because it's only one to five, it's an extra 85 quid. The very long way around. The very long way around. I Sorry, the very long way around, you know, because it doesn't go above 50. I don't know. What does it go above? I don't know. That's um, 85 pounds. And that's not a typo. Just, you know, Darren is a, a no, that's 80, king of the typos. 85, but 85 quid, quid is the top box, yeah. It comes with a functional LCD dash. You wouldn't really want an unfunctional LCD dash, to be fair, would you? Do you know what I mean? don't know. You know. If it brings the price down. It's like, you know it's like when somebody says to me, then, you know, my wife, right? So um, she's. she's Care, careful, she might actually listen she's to this getting essential oils, but she's not got them all the time. So how essential are they? Do you know what I mean? But so what's a non-essential oil? Exactly, exactly. It's like an occasional table. What is it when it's not a table? You know. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, so it's a functional LCD. I went off on a rant. Sorry, John. Just so you know, I went off on a rant about pockets last week. So oh, so rein me in now before I go off on a rant about occasional tables. If you start to go off on a rant, I'm going to mute you. Yeah, do enough. A functional LCD dash 
Linked brakes, it's got a windscreen and crash bars and all that's fine, but the functional LCD dash is key to you being able to see what you're doing on the bike. Cause fine, fine line, fine line. Fine line, so, uh, okay, it is it is a 125 and it only puts out, um, and this isn't a typo, it only puts out 12.7 brake horsepower. Yes, that is not a that typo, is not a typo. double, triple check that yeah. this week. So, um, so we will comfortably sit at 60 miles per hour and possibly reach 70 in the right conditions i.e. Um, not with middle-aged men sitting on it who have maybe got a COVID body, you know, from or a lockdown body. I'm COVID yeah. ready. You know. So, for instance, John's mutt, when I'm on it, I'm lucky if I can get above 50 miles an hour, but John was hitting 70 going downhill, you know, so because uh, he's oh, as to be young as again. a fella, oh, to be young and thin. Um, however, who really needs that much faster? For a learner bike, you know, and we did say you kind of go on a motorway and everything. You want to do the wee twisted roads. You want to get practice, you know, manoeuvring and all that. So that's that's it's perfect, yeah. And if you like adventure bikes, it's actually a cracking looking wee bike. You could pack it up. You could do the NC five hundred on it and not look out of place. And starting at, and this is an absolute bargain, two nine nine nine. So three grand for what looks like a cracking wee adventure bike. You could, as you say, you could take it on the road up Loch Lomond, you know, do that, do all that kind of stuff, and you wouldn't look at a place, no. you know. Especially considering the traffic's in Loch Lomond, you'd be sitting in a queue anyway, so it wouldn't matter. I've been able to do any more than about twenty well now. Do you know what I, I mean? I right, right now in the NC five hundred, you know, so, above thirty. Yeah, so super so. impressed. It's um, it's what the the Chinese manufacturers do really well. They take all the best bits from your other manufacturers, your Tigers, your, you know, your. BMW, all that stuff, right? And they t- and they put it into this wee package that's for a market that none of these guys care for, really. And that's your learner that loves an adventure bike or, or really wants to get into the adventure bike kind of stuff. As a footnote, they do a Terrain 380 with a 380cc parallel twin, which produces 36 brake horsepower and comes with a whole bunch of upgrades. And probably it's a great A2 bike or a commuter bike for 4799. Which will only impact you. No, because the time you passed, you'll be old enough to just get whatever you like. Exactly. So that was. I'm just trying to think of something exciting to say about the sinus or sinus or sinus. It it's it's genuinely um. I mean, to be fair, it, when you look at it, it looks like a nice wee adventure bike. But I think what's exciting about it is that it's a one two five, and it looks like an adventure bike. That that's you know. See, I, when I did mine, right when I went to look at one two five. Right, because obviously, again, I'm no, I wasn't in my youth, right, and I was, I was pre-COVID ready before COVID was a thing. For me, it would, it, to get something like that, it had to be like a Varadero, the Honda Varadero, yeah, which was a six fifty, but they did a one two five version, and all they did was just take the engine out and put the engine in, uh-huh. so it was a properly big bike. The problem being is, is going back what five years, the Varadero to get one that was like five or six years old. We're still paying nearly what you're paying brand new for that. Mm-hmm. I, I know, absolutely. Because they were about two six, two five, two six for a decent one. And, and even when I learned mm, 20 years ago-ish. Back in the day. Back in the day when you only had to do one test and, you know, you could have a coffee and everything. Where you were doing it? Well, I was doing it. Yeah. Eh? Uh, there was a boy with Aradero coming in. One, two, five. Coming in to do his CBT and, and go out sometimes, you know, cracking looking bike. And this could be, for what a better word, the new Varadero in the sense of it's got a really nice it look to look it for, s- for such a. And I know folk are going to go, learn oh, but it's a Chinese bike and Chinese bikes. I'm going to be funny. If you look after it, so if you make sure that it's, I'm going to say lubed up, but mm-hmm. if you make sure it's all covered and rust 
protection, he's here 50, whatever it is, and you look after the bike, check its tension, clean it and dry it and, and keep it in a garage or whatever. I don't see why that bike wouldn't last you long, just as long as any other bike out there. As uh, long as last you look year after for, it. I, would, I, would, I agree with you, I don't see how it then. And it's also the kind of bike that you're not going to have for a, a long, long time. Really? Aye, unless you unless you keep it for commuting. Aye. Because again, with top box and panels, you could throw a rucksack or whatever in there and just off you go. And you know, it's really good. I think it's really good, you know, to have like a wee one two five keeping for commuting purposes. You know, so if for any reason at some point in the future a wee one two five just became free, you know, maybe somebody wasn't using it anymore and you know, if you happen to work maybe only a couple of miles down the road, it'd be really good if that we one to five was just sitting around for that kind of nice wee simple two, three mile commute. I don't know if that'll ever happen, to be fair. I don't know if that'll ever be a situation that people would experience, but you know I'm just gonna fade him out. I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. fade him out now, he's chancing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh and on that chance and note, that was the news. Special guest time. Well, I say special guest. It's more co-host because you've been co-hosting, so I'm going to say it's special co-host time. Um, as we alluded to at the start, I am delighted and super excited to welcome our first celebrity co-host. Oh, please. Minor celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> In this cave, that's celebrity. Absolutely. Take it where you can get it. Uh, our guest today is a young actor who has starred in a number of blockbuster movies and shows such as Wrath of the Titans, Battleship, The Hobbit, Chainspotting 2 and most recently the hit TV series Outlander. But undoubtedly his biggest claim to fame so far is he is the son of a world famous podcast host. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. From the horse's There's mouth. No chance he's lying. In my best Jeremy Clarkson. You just heard that joke in you and you're going, ah, you, you, did you did it. I don't know why Jeremy Vine came into my head as well at some point. I'm like, ah, yeah. In my best Jeremy Clarkson style, Grand Tour style voice, welcome to the cave, John Bell. That wasn't too shabby. That wasn't too shabby. Yeah. I was trying to find somewhere that, you know, you get the guy off the, that did Britain's Got Talent. You can get these things, you can request the. Oh yeah, like an impression. Uh, and I thought I could just send him like a whole script here and just send it to him. And go here, forty quid, fill your boots. Yeah. Um, so, but I excellent. So, uh, welcome to the cave, um, John Bell, uh, and we're going to dive into the questions. Now, so this will be kind of slightly bizarre if I'm asking my son questions I'm just that I know the answers to. I'll so, I'm going to let Darren ask the questions. Can both chip in? I don't mind. You don't mind me just asking you questions I already know the answer to? <laughs> sure. It's a bit weird, actually. Uh, well, okay. Tell you what, I'll ask, I'll ask the, I'm going to say the redundant questions, right? Because, well, if you don't know, I'd be mightily shocked. And again, this will be a branch off into Parenting Podcast, episode one. <laughs> so, John, mm. age? 23. Dun, dun, dun. He's always well seven. done. That's he's a thousand pounds. That's a thousand pounds. He's always seven in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've kind of talked about this, but what are you riding at the minute? A Mutt Mongrel one two five. And how are you finding it? Loving it. Yeah, living, laughing, and loving. I think we should get a picture of you and Mutt Mongrel before you leave and put mm. it up on the social media so that everyone knows what a Mutt Mongrel looks like. Yep. If they haven't Googled it already, which they might have done or they might know. But it's very Steve McQueen. I do like your bike. It's really cool. And we'll angle it so that you don't see the crack mirror. <laughs> or, or my dirty driveway. Um, what got you into biking? I would probably say my dad. Yeah, I think... Don't pick him up. No, I have to. It's the truth. Um, You got your first bike when I was... When I was seven, right? 
About that, yeah. So right about for, the that, listeners, yeah. for the listeners yeah. who can't see, that's Ian's cogs working. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Aye, that'd be about right, huh? seven, yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. Let's go with that, yeah. And I can remember getting on the back of it once when I was maybe like nine, and it was literally just round a driveway. Um, and I was so excited, and then my mum told me, you'll never be able to do that again until you're like... Basically, basically, we did it without mum's permission, and yeah. she went local. That was going to be my me. next question. Where was Susan at this point? Yeah, exactly. Basically, she wasn't there. I don't think. No. No. And then I told her about it, and she, and she decided. She nearly freaked out. Yeah. yeah. But after that moment, I always like used to see your bikes, and I always used to love them, and you'd sit on them and stuff like that. And I'd sit on them and like have and yeah, I just you really got me into that kind of style, and I've kind of like it's been eaten away a little bit in my head, but at the same time, like I was aware that. You know, I wanted to get some driving experience first, so I got my car, and I think that's more my mom's influence as well. And then now, after three or four years of driving a car, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to maybe start this journey of uh, being a biker. Do you think being a driver helped you with your CBT? Did that make it easier for you? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. There was just there was other people there at the CBT that didn't have that car experience, and although it's it is a completely different way of of riding or driving, even. it, it it just helped like the basic things like your road sense and all of that. So yeah, and definitely reading signs and all that. Reading kind of signs, yeah, stuff. yeah. Where did you do your CBT? Let's give the guys a shout out. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I did my CBT with um guys in Rutherglen called Bike Right. Fantastic. Really, really can't recommend them more. They were amazing. I know you, Dad. You did it with them, um, Bike and Paisley, right? Yeah, I yeah. Like it, isn't it? He's trying to remember that far back. I, I know. Can't remember far back. Arms um, old age. Which are also which are also amazing, but um, yeah, bike right, they're quite they're cool. I mean, they've actually done all of the Outlander cast, so it's kind of like a little bit of keeping it in the family. <laughs> so they first did Sam, they've done Richard Rankin, um, and they've done me now. So the the, tr- the trilogy is complete. The trilogy. That's yeah. what you said, wasn't it? The Outlander trilogy. The Outlander oh. trilogy. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> you can just see the outtakes for the next series at Outlander. You just hear bikes getting screamed across the. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, there they go. The trio, the three amigos. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really nice and calm and, and uh, yeah, good experience. With that in mind, what are you, have you thought about what you're going to do next? Are you going to go big bike, DAS, theory test, or are you going to serve your apprenticeship on the 125? Well, yeah, I, I want to get a little bit more experience on the bike because the focus I think you have to have on a bike is like completely different from a car. It's actually probably making me a better driver in a car now because I'm kind of always, you know, there's that think bike thing, but it is, it's true. He's only been in it four days and he already, he's learned that lesson. That everybody goes, oh my God, the amount of people you see on the phones putting their makeup on and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 100%. And I think like the first the first time I went out for for um a, a ride with you dad there was one moment where you know somebody just didn't completely pay attention and and just cut right in front of us cut right in front of us and you know I, I wasn't you know I was going the speed limit I was you just had to be so attention to yeah. you know I had a big L plates on but still they just they just don't care and it was like and and you know what it's like when you're in a car right somebody does that to you the, your first thing to do is to start going yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Start shouting and bawling, and if you try and do that in a bite, you can lose your concentration, you can lose your focus, and completely. And it's it's a scary thing to try and do. So, um, you learn. Well, I know I learned, and probably you'll find that yourself. You learn how to stay calm better. Yeah, I find it is. I I don't know you, whether you find it or not, but I, I find I hate driving because when I'm driving in the car, everyone just annoys me, and I get that. Oh my god, I hate driving, and I think that's because. I'd much rather be on a bike. And when I'm on the bike, 
you you almost expect people to be idiots. Mm. You mean you expect that you expect people to be the you mean pull it in front of you or or actually look and go, Oh, there's a bike coming. I'll go anyway. Do you know what I mean? And pull it in front of you, and it, it, that you just gonna go. It almost passes you by because you'd expected it. Yeah. Um, whereas the minute I get in the car, I mean, you then kind of go, "How could you not see me? I'm in a bus." So totally. Right. But that's 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 interesting that you've only been you've only been at it for four days, and you're already discovering that it's those kind of things that we just take for granted that other road users sometimes, most of the times idiots yeah and, and that was the thing that i think bike right did as well they kind of like put it into us it was all about really your cbt is about learning how to think like a biker as much as getting a hold of like the 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 controls and all of that so they really you know hammered in the fact that you've got to be aware so much more aware but that's also kind of fun in a way too because your your focus is up you know you're you are planning ahead you are doing all these things so it's it's engaging in a way that do you I like i suppose well, it depends because i don't think you're not shooting at the minute are you no right so it'll be interesting to see when you go back to shooting whether you if you notice that everything else just switches off yeah and you get as like a even going out for a half hour on the bike and then coming in i know half hour <laughs> i mean who does half hours but if you go for half an hour on a bike and then come back in you suddenly go I can't remember what I was thinking about before I went out on that bike ride. Everything just seems to go. Is that because you're solely focused? Have you found that yet? Fully experienced that the first time I went out with my dad, yeah. It was like, I, I, we got back and I was like, oh, so that was like an hour ride. And he's like, no, we were out for three hours. <laughs> is that natural? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. What we have yeah. learned, right, is like bikes are like TikTok. You go, that is just it. have five minutes. And then next thing you go, whoa. What time, is, what time is that? What happened to the last three hours? There's this thing called like doom scrolling on TikTok, right? So like you either you either stop t- watching TikTok when your phone dies or when you die. <laughs> so it's kind of like biking. Like you just go out and then you either your bike runs out of gas or you run out of gas. Mm. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's, that's uh, a great way of putting it. This is the day. This is the, you mean... I'm not going to explain TikTok for our older listeners out there, but for everybody else, biking's like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you've you learned it here. <laughs> Mental. In terms of style of bike, you're the mutts. How would you describe the mutt? It's the kind of retro It's not unlike a bonnie. It's just Aye. a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's like a bonnie scrambler. Down, stripped down, in it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, you put it beautifully that the other podcast there when you said it's like an old Steve McQueen bike. It is like an old Steve McQueen bike. Two kind of, you know, it's got a matte finish and everything to it, the old brown leather seat and everything. It's just it's just a gorgeous wee bit of retro chic. Aye, retro chic. Retro chic. chic. And it's, I suppose it's early days to ask you what would be the dream bike? Well, you know, <laughs> his influence on me, you know. So what do you think it would be? I am assuming that it would probably be, given your youth, I would think either a Thruxton RS, because you're young enough to get away with that being bent over, or maybe a Speed Twin. Okay. No, no. The thing that I think, the the image of the bike that is captured me the most has been the uh the triumph bobber oh yes yeah 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 that's what i see myself on he's got long arms at this legs, moment so. aye 
Yeah. I would, I, I would. That's that's a great shout. That's just my vibe. I feel like that's you said, a great you know, shout. yeah. And it's such a comfy bike. Is it okay? I it's mm. really comfy. I was surprised because obviously the seat sits like almost floats in the air, doesn't it? Yeah. And I thought there's no way my derriere's getting on there, but I actually sat on it and went, oh, that's quite comfy. So, aye, that's a really good choice of bike. I'm not surprised it's a Triumph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just uh, that's a uh, brain motion. That's a Thrux Narius. So that's a cool looking bike. Um, right. yeah, yeah. I just thought if I was tw- if I was coming twenty four. I would it, for me Troxton just because when we get to our age reaching her and holding on to Troxton it would be a half hour ride and then I'd be like oh my bike quick get me a paracetamol my bike's sore dream trip any particular roads that you've driven as a driver or where you've been on holiday or whatever that you've thought wow and looking now again it's early days but thinking That'd be great on a motorbike. You know, actually, there is. There's one that I've always thought about doing in a car, but now that I've had the biker bug bit, um, bite, bite, the biker bug, um, it's the Mongol Rally. I'd love to do that on a bike. The Mongol Rally? The Mongol Rally, yeah. This is news to me. Ah. Oh, so you've, gone on, you've, you've been... I've always been dreaming about doing me. this. Yeah. So it's, um, it's like a charity rally run by... Um, company called the adventurous where basically you have to get yourself from london england to ulaanbaatar mongolia oh wow in a car or a bike but the i think the engine of the bike has to be a particular size it can't be something too crazy it has to be kind of almost ridiculous ah, you're not going you there, know you're not going there in a supercharge of these two no so not just not something they're not something like stupid light i'm at or something like a one two five i genuinely think it might be yeah i think it might be or a 250 or something uh-huh like that. uh-huh it can't it can't be something too powerful because like people do it in like their nissan micros if they're doing it in a car or something like that you know it has to be kind of ridiculous but it's that adventure so you have to like pick your route you go from london you get across the channel obviously and then you decide am i going through russia am i going through the middle east and through china up through pakistan like you have to decide what to do and that just seems like the adventure of a lifetime wow it's not quite and you do it for charity no but then it would make sense you did a lightweight bike or a lightweight car because i suppose there'll be a lot of i mean especially in mongolia mm-hmm. there's probably a large sections of that which Obviously, we've seen, we talked about you and Charlie. We've seen you and Charlie doing it, you mean, a dozen or so years ago. And then I think the guys from Top Gear or the Grand Tour did it not that long ago. And it was still, there's lots of parts of it that still aren't like, they're not proper like roads as such. But so that would explain that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, why do I want to do that now? I've got loads of holidays left. When is it? Can you do it any time? Or is it a specific time? No, of it's year? a specific time of the year that they do it and you all set off together. <gasps> so I Even think better. And I think <laughs> it's <laughs> like so you can the rules are basically you're completely on your own. You've got to raise five hundred pounds at least for charity. And if you're doing it in a car, you have to take it in um a one point two engine or less. I don't know what it is specific. For motorbikes, we've generously allowed a one two five. Generously allowed a one two five. That's sinister terrain. That's the poppy. That sinister terrain would be the poppy. There probably rules against the age of the bike or something, maybe. I don't know. I don't think there's really. I don't think that's the rules. That'd be sinister terrain. Amazing for that. I think it'd be brilliant, but just to go right, you know what? To be fair, I think that sinister terrain would almost feel like cheating because it is such an adventure bike, if you know what I mean. 
Bare, hey, bare. Sådan er det jo skuffet. Sådan er det jo skuffet. That's, I'm getting intrigued by that now. That'd be my road trip. That's a cool road trip. Yeah. You need to get your finger it, because you need to go with him. I would love that. And he'll beat you. There you go. Forget the wheelies. That sounds like... So okay you're watching the dog for six weeks. The boys are off. I wonder how long it would take you. I think people usually do it in about five weeks, four weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better start saving my holidays and buying extra ones. Better start learning how to fix a bike. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. point. Yeah, you know? that is a good point. I suppose, mind you, then like the the motor, you know, one two fives. You know that they'll, they'll be easy to repair. Probably pretty easy to kind of because they'll just be single engines. Single so engine, it's no. I think the worst thing is if something electric happened, but mm-hmm. as long as you knew your you knew your way around about the electrics and say, well, something's not right there. And as long as you could cable. fiddle with your loom. What? Do you often fiddle? No, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's end that there. Um, that, I don't have any other questions because I didn't want to bombard you on your first night. That's pretty cool. You know I mean? Aye, I'm going to ask you a question then, yeah? yeah. Out of, and, it's, and it's Outlander related, right? I so thought he was going to say, how much will you sell your mongrel for once you buy it? <laughs> I'll just keep going because I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll make a comment about that. So, out of all the cast members that you have had in Outlander, who would you like to go on a motorbike road trip with as, a, as another biker, whether they ride a bike or not? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Mm. So, based, be, let's assume, let's assume everyone in Outlander can ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think would be the most fun to go on an adventure with on a bike? Oh, that's a good question. Um, assuming it's not just out of the bikers. No, no, not just no, out of the bikers. Out of the bikers, it would be Big Sam because I mean, you know, we kept it in the family. Um, he did sell me his bike, so that that was Sam Hewitt's bike. That he gave but to he, me. He, and nothing against Big Sam, but he, I, I watched the Men in Kilts, yeah. and he seems quite competitive. Mm. The slagging off of each other is pretty competitive, isn't it? Oh, totally. And then, but the minute they did, the minute they did the thing with the at the rugby, you know what I mean, or the Highland Games, yeah. he got Just really competitive. <laughs> and I'd be, be one of those ones that you would go along the road and all of a sudden, woof. Oh, if he went, yeah, thought, definitely. It's not a race. We're both going to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not chasing you. Yeah, my tail just be a bit colder, you know. Aye. and I'll get to enjoy my scone longer. That's it. Aye. Or first one, first one there buys the first round. But yeah, um, oh gosh, out of everybody, mm, I think I think Maria would be pretty fun to go on a bike trip with Maria Doyle, Maria Doyle Kennedy, because she'd provide the music and she'd provide the singing and all that along, and she's. She's always a great laugh, so I pick Maria. There you go. I I think that's a a, a fantastic shout. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Aye. I think she's probably one of my favourite people in it, but for one reason and one reason only. What would that reason be? <laughs> she was in a commitment. Ah, oh, there we go. Aye. You just see you going. Can you sing that song? Want a karaoke? Want a karaoke? Want a karaoke? Karaoke. So uh, aye, that's a good show, actually. Aye, that'd be great. Yeah. But obviously not as a character, Jocasta, because she's blind. <laughs> that would cause you some issues. Yeah, you know? probably. Doesn't he make for a good skill when you're riding a bike? No, absolutely not. I mean, when Roy Orbison said, sang he drove all night, how did he know? I don't know. How did he know it was night? I think he's butler drove him. That what it was? I think he's a butler. How did he know? Drove all night? Could have drove all day? Yeah, you know. Anyway, yeah. welcome aboard. You're officially an average biker. It's an absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you. I feel just 
Wonderfully although average. Although I don't know what we're going to talk about because the last umpteen episodes has been like John CBD's coming up, John CBD's <laughs> coming up, John CBD's coming up, and it's when you went ah oh, four days ago and it was like is that all? We've been talking about this for months. I guess it's John's theories coming up and John's bike test. John's theories, yeah, mod one and mod two. You keep us going, John. You keep us going. Absolutely, your progress. I know we're running low material, so that would be a great idea. I mean. Any John, any chance you can do another course or some kind just because we're <laughs> running out to talk about it? Great. You know what I mean? yeah. uh, the joys. Is there anyone you would like to give a shout out to um, on the podcast that we can we can then and we can then like kind of tag and hashtag and do all that kind of stuff? Um, anyone you want to say? He's got to thank Big Sam for an awesome deal oh, on, uh, on that one girl. Yes. Absolutely, and Sam. If you're listening, if you get any spare, me and Ian would like. We'd interest it in buying <laughs> one as when well. When you get rid of your Triumph <laughs> and your Harley, mate, just give us a wee shout. You know, <laughs> just uh, just leave them at the front door. That'd be great. Cheers. Yeah, big shout out to Sam and a big shout out to Richard as well, Richard Rankin. We are now the three amigos on bikes from the oh. Outlander crew. So yeah. That would be interesting to see sombreros, spangly, wee dance routine. Una yeah. Aye. What, yeah. And what was very cool was when John went out, you posted on Instagram, didn't you, after that run for Largs and everything like that? Yeah. And everybody was getting like super engaged with it, you know, because obviously there's like massive Outlander fans out there all over the world. And, you know, loads of them love the fact you were on the bike and, and all Love that. my fans and supporters. Yeah, they're, they're amazing, right? And uh, they're so nice and so lovely to you. But they're all mm. saying things like, be careful, John. You know, love the bike, know. look after yourself, you know. So it's it's really nice I hope to you're have wearing that. gloves and to the person that said that I am wearing gloves, it's just you can't take a photo with your gloves on. Yeah. You've got to no. take it off. So no. I, w- <laughs> I do wear gloves out there. But I think what what would be nice is uh, is is we get cool's a lot of them wanted you to end up being in men and kilts with Sam for for a special for a special episode. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool, yeah. That would be quite cool, you know, men and bikes. And Graham's kilts. getting a bit old now, you know. Bring the young yeah, people in, spice it up a bit. <laughs> Aye, hear that, they need to get a little special seat right in the middle. Aye. Oh, so between the two of them? Between the two of them. Uh, like, hey. <laughs> um, actually, that's just, uh, b- before we, I mean, when you'd be off on a tangent, who do you think is going to be next for the Outlander cast to do their CBT? Oh, that's a good show. Because there seems to be, it's kind of knock-on effect. It's it that, is. It's that, oh, Jonathan has, and he loves it. Oh, maybe I'll do mine. Yeah. So, well, actually, the lovely Paul Donnelly who is one of Jamie's men. Um, uh, who does Paul play again? So the lovely Paul Donnelly, who plays Ronnie Sinclair, he has yeah. expressed interest that he will be doing a CBT next. So come join the the Outlander biker gang. We should have like a, a biker you're, you're gang gonna, you're name. You're going to need a WhatsApp group. Yeah. yeah WhatsApp group. And, and also um, a regular um, feature as guest co-host on Average Bikers in a Cave. I will, I'll see what I can do. I mean, you get a bigger cave. I'll definitely need to get my microphones <laughs> or one big massive cancer to get us on. Aye, that's interesting. But it's quite cl- it's quite good though that you've also got that many social media followers that the chances are you're probably inspiring others to look at doing CBTs or getting interested in bikes. Definitely, and, yeah. And that's good because I think the I mean I'm a massive advocate of the biking community needs to be bigger. Um, and, because and again, going back to what we talked about the check-in, just things like you know, Gavin and Wales just doing that thing. Exactly. You know, that, just that kind of, I, I'm a biker, you know, that biker needs a bit of help. Boom. You know? Aye, it's one of those ones, if you're, how many times have you been, even just pulled outside the road and you might just be stopping for a rest, but a biker will go by and he'll actually slow down 
just to check you're all right. Mm-hmm. You thumbs up. Everyone all right? I count, mate. And, boof, and away they go again. Mm-hmm. You don't get that in a car. No. You know, folk just drive straight by you. They don't have that. Couldn't care less. And, no, exactly. And it's that kind of thing that just restores your faith in humanity a little bit. Yeah. You mean that people actually do care? You mean? Yeah. And especially in the biking community. Especially, I think there's this kind of like, there's this outward look on bikers as kind of this toxic masculinity kind of side of Aye, things. Hell's and like hell's things angels and, and gangs and criminals. Actually, in reality, it's the complete opposite. I'm Aye. sure there's that side of things, but there's that side of things and everything, you Aye, know. Exactly. But actually, that's the thing I came down to when I was the first time out out on the bike with Dad is that every biker you came across to give you a wee nod, a wee bit of appreciation, and you you felt so you just, don't, it's they, cool. They don't teach it's you that in your CBT. They don't. But and it's the minute you go out and you go, he just nodded at me. Yeah. <laughs> Is he nodding at me? Maybe it's the L plates. And then the next one. And then the next one. And then you go. Oh, it's a thing. It's a, a thing. It's a thing. It's a, it's a thing. thing. But then obviously. I'm assuming you educated them that that might happen. Yes. Aye. Well, we did it. Whenever you're on Pillion, you would say, here's another nod. Time. Aye, oh, I, love this, John. Yeah, I love this. I love this. this yeah, is I do. Great. It's so cool, isn't it? It is. You know. yeah, We're not going to... I know how much people like a wave. I try and wave more than nod, if I can. Yes. I like, I I'm, a, a I'm a waver rather than a yeah. nodder. Unless I'm in a bend. In yeah. which case, you mean... No, I, I think I got quite excited the first, like the first guy that or girl that did it as they walked past, as they drove... Bleh. Let me start that again. I got quite excited. You know that's not getting edited though, don't you? No, no. I, know. Just, you know. I got quite excited um, and I wanted to give them a wee wave, but I took my hand off the throttle instead. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I'm slowing down. Uh, easily done. Yeah, we've it's just the excitement, we've it's got so it's the excitement of, yeah. I'm in the gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, aye. We've all I done it. I had about 30 miles before I realised, oh, everybody just nods at you. That's quite cool. Oh, why not? But I and plus it's better. Everybody should be on bikes anyway. It's better for the environment. Yeah, which means we may actually get summers like this all the time, which means you can get your bike mayor big loop. Welcome aboard, mate. Thank you. Good man. to have you here. Are we going to dive straight in? I think we just dive just straight let's dive straight in. in. Dive so straight in to our big question. You've got a thing for that, haven't you? I I do have a thing. Question. There you go. That's the thing. Nice. There you go. I got sidetracked. With <clears throat> so this this big question is more about just a, a chit chat and John chip in what you think with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I know um, you don't have a massive knowledge of all the types of bikes out there. I don't have a massive knowledge of all the types of bikes out there. Um, but I do know what I like and what I don't like and why I like it and why I don't like it. And this is not about anything other than just... Um, our opinions and, and and this is not about any any particular bike being bad or good. It's just about what we like, what we don't like. No, and there'll be a couple of bikes in here that you definitely know. Aye, absolutely. So we with all the bikes kicking about that we've got and with all the styles we thought what we're gonna do is we're gonna think best bikes or, you know, favourite bikes or whatever you want to call it. And we thought we'd do something a bit different. So um it's what would we what would we have and what would we not have in our garage? And again, as I said, it's a personal choice and because there's in the modern world, there isn't really a bad bike. Do you know no. what I mean? No. There are too, there are, there's too many standards. There's no such thing as a bad like bike, that. but there's a load of bad drivers. So, you know what I mean? And that's not riders, I mean drivers as in car drivers. Do yes. you know what I mean? You know, Which we uh, all are. Yes. You mean one of those. So, um, and, and, you know, I've done a bit of homework in a lot of the categories. There might be a couple of categories I've not done my homework on. So, if I do that, I'll just pontificate over choices and, and make up as a goal. Or you could just, which go, is pretty you could much just go, oh, I totally agree with you. Aye, that's aye. probably, if, if you hear me saying I totally agree with Dan, then you know fine well, because I never did agree with Dan, so that's fine. 
No, that's not true. That's not true. We tend to agree. We tend to agree. Most most things, it's, it's the big question is the dullest bit of the show, aye, to be honest, because we never ever kind of we kind of go. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Now. Oh yeah, I think you're right. You know, aye, aye. I think you're What's right. What's the conclusion? We're both right. Because oh, we're both saying the same thing. Right. Cool. Right. Let's go for it. So, dun, 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 dun. adventure bikes, or as we like to call it, the Ewan and Charlie bike. I call it West Coast Harley Charlie. West Coast Harley Charlie. West Coast Harley Charlie. Go yeah, for it. Do you want me to go first? What's your what's your money no object? Yep, go for it. Ducati V4 Multistrada. It's expensive to buy, it's expensive to insure, it's expensive to service. However, 170 brake horsepower, 240, it shifts, it sounds amazing. The full S spec, of course, with the upgraded exhaust comes in about 23 grand. Nice. However, I totally agree with you, Darren. <laughs> However, I would still have one. Again, money in the object, I would have one because out of all the adventure bikes, you don't see loads of them on the road. And I've been fortunate enough to see there's a, a guy that I ride with at AM has got one with the upgraded exhaust, the tap of the range, and it just sounds amazing and it looks good. It has that nice Ducati rumble to it. It's like, for me, I, with a V4 Multistrada all day long. And I get adventure bikes to some people aren't the most attractive things in the world because they are like scaffolding. Do you know what I mean? With panniers on them, but I that's definitely got a bit of something about yeah. it. I I I think it's a I think it's uh, a big adventure bike. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I can understand. But you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Triumph Tiger. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the 900 Rally. Yeah. So um, great bike. The the. For me, though, uh, again, you know, you can go through all the specs, but it's not about the specs to me. For me, especially with Triumph, it's an it's just that iconic name of Triumph. So there's probably a couple of Triumphs in here, as you can as you can imagine. For me, <clears throat> um, really, yeah, I'm, I'm never a guest, Carol. So please, um, so um, uh, Edinburgh Harley, uh, Edinburgh Triumph. If you're listening, just give Ian a bike and shut him up, will you? I know, absolutely. Um, so a uh, uh, it's iconic. It's in, but. All adventure bikes come with a big caveat for me, right? And this is a big caveat. It's a family show, so please do not look read into this bit. It's where or not I can get my leg over, right? So, you know, absolutely. It's old you know, age, mate. They're big, tall bikes for folk with a... Big, long leg. Big, long leg. Oh, long and long tight leg. And I know the Tiger uh, 900 Valley, you can get it lowered and you can get a lower seat and everything. And I, and I know... From a spec perspective, that should mean I can put my foot in the ground. I might be on the balls of my feet, but I should definitely put my foot in the ground. That's also a big plus for me. You know, I wouldn't want to go and get a Multistrada and I can't, can't touch the ground. You know what I mean? So can't touch it. Can't touch this. MC MC Multistrada can't touch this. Anyway, that's, so so that for me is that there you go. That's my adventure bike, Triumph Tiger, nine hundred rally. There you go. And that's why. So doesn't even come in yellow. Uh, <sighs> Why would you have it? It's coming yellow. Just, however, my bike that I wouldn't have. Yep, go for it. Does come in yellow. I wouldn't have the Moto Guzzi V85 TT because personally, if anyone's got it out of there, fair play, Moto Guzzi. Guzzi's are great. Get a really good owners club, all that kind of good stuff. However, I just think it's a bit ugly and it's a bit underpowered. My bike's a lot underpowered. 85 brake horsepower and an adventure bike. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite. I mean, it'll get there, but if you're, you I mean, if you're gonna cross Europe, 
I mean, there's certain stretches of road in a certain country where adventure bikes are king that you can go at any speed you like, except if you get one of these, because I don't think it would get at that speed. Mm. So That's a good point. You should Google one of those. It looks like a duck. For the front, it looks like a duck. Like a duck. It looks like a duck. <laughs> Look, uh, Google the Moto Guzzi V85 TT. It looks like a duck. Yeah. So that's the one I would have. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was being, I was, I'm re- being really pedantic, right? Because I'll caveat now: a lot of these bikes, I struggle to find one I wouldn't have. But then, do you know what? That's just me. Right. And I'm I think, going, I think it's the reasons. That. I think the point is, as you say, there's no bad bikes in the modern bike era, really. No, it's just personal. <coughs> for personal me, choice. personally speaking, would not have the duck bike, yeah. the, the Gucci. And for me, yes. And I've, I've said earlier on, I might end up being a wee bit of a Kawasaki basher, but the Kawasaki Versus, right? Yes. Um, I wouldn't have it. Now, I've got a friend who has one, swears by it. It's an amazing bike. It's got great features and everything. But to me, it is the bike that adventure bikers of a certain age and a certain <laughs> kind of... I was torn between I was torn between the Gucci and the Versys because the Versys just doesn't... And the V-Strom. Like, it's like, I was looking at the three of them going... Ah, and it's like you look at it and you go... Do you know, it's, I cannot fault the bike technically. I cannot fault all the stuff no, it and does. It'll and for miles and, and miles and miles it's, and it's, it's, it's like one of the top 10 MCN um, adventure bikes and everything. But it just says to me, <laughs> blue rins. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Many Sorry, th- Hugh. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh, mate, I'm, I'm no slagging you off, mate. I, I, it's a brilliant bike, but it's just no, it's not, it doesn't It doesn't excite me. It doesn't yeah. make my... I bought a Kawasaki Versus and I got a free, free blue rinse. Free blue rinse and... <laughs> Trying to set in perils. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I'm sorry for all the Kawasaki riders out there. If you, if you, if I've ruined our whole um, kind of subscription base because uh, of saying that, it is a brilliant bike, but it's just no me. Aye, midweek is going to be. Actually, how's, how's how's that episode getting on? No, no. Nah, two folk of us into uh, you and me. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was you it. Know, I'd I'd rather take something that's actually technically a bit dodgy. You know, so like you know, when you're looking at the Pan American, for instance, um, where it's a new engine and it, and you know, and there is a lot of you know people decrying it, and there's a lot of kind of ifs and buts about this the safety of the engine and you know all these kind of things, and you know there's all this kind of bits of information out out there about that. I would rather take a risk on something that's a bit funky and a bit weird, and uh, and it's a bit kind of like um, what was it? Um, aye, that the Moto Guzzi? That's the duck one, right? Yeah. yeah. It's in yellow though. I quite like that. So, uh, uh, but it's just, I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's just a bit safe and sensible for me, you know, because it is actually so good at what it does. Aye. You know, I'd rather I'd rather cheat a wee bit of a edge to it. There you go. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're Hugh. such an edgy guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that he just wants. He just doesn't want the blue rinse. I don't want blue rinse. <laughs> sorry, Hugh. <laughs> sorry, Hugh. But uh, and next time, next time you go, give me a shout and I'll I'll, I'll get your scone. <laughs> the day you the day you buy a versus, I'm going to start calling you Phyllis. <laughs> Moving on, right. the naked bike. Right, naked. I've got my notes for that. Right. Oh, all right, okay, okay. What the naked bike? Yeah. Right, okay. Just checking. The catty monster. That's it. The, do I need to say any more no. than that? The new one, see that LED lamp and everything that just looks like it would start a fight in a bar. Do you yep. know what I mean? Doesn't it? It's just a beautiful, beautiful looking piece of, and it's like, it's just probably, it's, it's like you're getting close to what 
bikes look like in Tron. Do you know what I mean? It's just super sleek and I'll tell you an fancy and sci-fi. I just love it. I just love the I'll, look of it. I'll tell you an interesting story. I used to, I, I went to school with a girl who ended up working for Ducati. And she's had bikes, obviously, all days. And when I got my, when I was looking at my first big bike, I messaged her and said, listen, what do you think possible first? Just try to get as much information <coughs> yeah, as yeah. possible. What do you think, good first bike, blah, blah, blah. And the first, it was, that was the short reply, get a monster. I was like, well, hope one, because there was so many variants yeah, of the yeah, monster. Yeah. And she was like, it doesn't matter, just get a monster. They're brilliant. Um, and had Ducati let me test drive one, I would probably have got a monster. But they didn't because they were like, "Oh no, you've only had your license five minutes. I'm not let you on it." But I, 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 I was the monsters. I start big hulk in a circular. But I mean, it's a, it looks a wee bit like the demogorgon for Stranger Things at the front. But, but we had but this conversation. Mike Wazowski a little bit too. No? A wee bit Mike Wazowski, but I'm a, I love monsters, so I'm not going to complain. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I just love it. I just love it because it's, it's again, it's edgy, it's quirky, it's a wee bit different looking than and we spoke all about your other. We spoke naked. about this. Couple of episodes back, Aye. the monster essentially created the naked bike. Aye. The naked bike wasn't a thing until the monster came, and it was that whole scaffolding frame exposed and all that kind of stuff, and that kind of buffed the the modern naked genre. And I assume that's what like minimal things on the bike. Ah, it doesn't have a lot of fern. It doesn't have that plasticky no. kind of front bit. It doesn't. It's just normal tiles. You can see the yeah, swing yeah. arm and all that kind of stuff. Literally, like it's just the tank and the seat, and then the rest just. And and now exposed. and now they're getting more stylized again, but you know they're exposing all that stuff. It's, it's a big feature now of the of the newer bikes. Yep. And then they're putting on a lot more kind of modern, funky bits like like the lights and everything. I mean that that light to me looks like it could come off of the engineer Star Trek and Star Trek spaceship or something. Like that, you know yep. what I mean? Personally, and I think they look awesome though. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Just amazing, and, John. And it's sound, bike sounds amazing as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe you don't want a bobber. I don't know. No, you still want a bobber. Maybe you want one of each. Yeah, I would still got a bobber. Maybe you want one of each. Who knows? Right, what's yours? I've went the complete opposite, believe it or not. And I was going to pick the monster, and I thought, mm. however, and you're going to hate this. I like the Kawasaki H2 Super Naked. <laughs> it's like. Whoa. 197 brake, supercharged. Hello, Coslet's thing. Yep. Uh, 15 grand. Again, it's a bit more dearer, but it's again a bit more. It's a bit more. De- it's definitely dearer than the MT10, which is again is a great bike. And you know, I'm a massive fan. I, I do like the Yamaha. I like Yamis. However, sheer power and the fact that it looks like a Decepticon, nah, that's one in it for me every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, would I have the bottle to ride one? I'd probably learn because it's an awfully quick bike. An awfully quick bike. I'll, I'll be honest. Did I, you I, know I have one, Dad? I had a Kawasaki Ninja, yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't right. naked. So the Ninjas. That that's mm. essentially the the Ninjas. The fading one. Mm. Ah, it's the. It's the. And I think we do the fade. They do do an H two Ninja, yeah. But I, and I did look at that. To be fair, I'm not actually upset oh. with you about the Kawasaki Ninja. I'm not upset with Kawasaki. So it's just. You know, for me, a Kawasaki is a fast ninja, fast super bike, right? I expect yeah. that. I don't expect Kawasaki to be an adventure bike. Do you know what I mean? Um, and exactly. So that kind of, <laughs> but it because we're going around the world. So I, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not, I know what you mean about going. Else. I don't, you know, I actually really like. I did consider oh. that to be fair. 
Do be fair, I did consider it, but anything that looks like a Star Trek spaceship to me, just gonna, it's gonna win. Aye, for, for me, Monster, eh, the Kawa, mm-hmm. or the MT-10, the SP one, I was torn between them all mm-hmm. because they are, I mean, yeah. there's no bad bike, so it's then just down to the little, and for me, the only reason I said H2 is because it looks, it looks like it's going to transform and you know, beat you up for a pair of glasses you've put oh. on eBay. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So. Oh, it's a bit of a beast, isn't it? Ladies, man, 217. Aye. Worst one. Worst one? No, not worst, but the one you wouldn't want. Yes, yes. I've, I've just yes, gone, not saying worst. I've, just gone, I've, I've gone for the Suzuki SV650, right? Because it's like... <laughs> oh. and that, now, but you know what I've done? <laughs> no, I've, I've put a caveat here. Great first bike. You know, budget-wise... Amazing first bike. M- amazing first bike. They, they, they're fu- but... Oh, you may be able for six months and get something better. So, you know, and, and that my first bike was a Suzuki, and I had it for years, right? And, and you know, like... And, and you know and your jigsaws and all that they're fantastic bikes but the SC650 is to me it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be aye you know is it it, does, it, does, fast, it doesn't it doesn't light the heather aye no so there you go and I've went down the similar route I've written not with a Suzuki I've lacks sexy lacks sexy that's what I've said lacks sexy I want a sexy there's not something I want to say no. there but I'm not quite sure if, if I is. can't if I can't personally look sexy I at least want my bike to look kind of sexy I would rather be I would rather be a chubby middle-aged man on a sexy bike mm-hmm. and people not notice me and go, wow, that bike's beautiful. Other than going, look at that. He looks like a monkey on a trike. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, and he's, no, it's just no. It's, I don't want to look like something at circus. I'd much rather people didn't notice me and notice the bike. But I've went for a similar ilk. Um, I've just went for, again, in Yamaha. I love my Yamahas. My first bike was Yamaha. But the MT-07, I would not have the MT-07. You know, I, I considered the MTs as well. You know what I mean? But I didn't want you upset Dan. So. Well, see, see, to be honest, right? Tio, Tio loves his MTs, doesn't he? So. See, for a, but he had a Tracer 900, Aye. right? Which is essentially an MT-09. But just, it's a wee bit more, you can, it's a wee bit more toury. You can mm-hmm. do a bit more weight. And, if I was going to go out and buy my first bike, I, w- I would not look at the MT-07. I would just go straight to the Tracer or the MT-09, mm-hmm. purely because you're not going to get bored with the MT-07. And I did my lessons. I did my DAS on, on an MT-07, and it was mm-hmm. nearly capable enough. But the minute you pass your test, and here's the word of warning, the minute you pass your test and you get that bike, don't buy a bike for the sake of buying a bike, because the minute you get bored with it, and you'll get bored really quickly of a bike, you mean it doesn't have enough power that you'll outgrow really quickly, and the MT07, unfortunately for me, sits in that category. Do you know what I mean I would probably much rather buy the Tracer or an 821 Monster, something that's got a bit more elk that it's got more than enough power for me to grow into, mm-hmm. and then once I'm fully grown into it, it's still got more than enough power. Yeah, albeit you might be, you know I mean using that the higher end of the power band a lot more. However. You're not going to have it for six months and then go, I shouldn't have bought this. I made a mistake. Sorry. Yeah. And then you're going to either lose money on it or you're going to need to try and offload it or but you've got, you've also sell, got, it or yeah. sell it to your old man. But you also got to balance that with um, budgets. 
You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, and your Suzuki SV650 is at the lower end of the budgets for, for people buying a, their first big bike, you know, and yep. you look at the price of that versus a, a monster or something, you know, you're, you're obviously going to, you know, uh, and again, they're all good bikes and they're all, they're all great bikes, but, you know, yeah, you know, um, but the SV650, the, the new one looks like the kind of one that you would learn to ride on. You would do your dash on, do you know what I mean? Just no. Not for you. No. No. Not for me. What's next? Steve McQueen category. Retro. 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 Well, you go first. Yeah, you go first. Uh, for me, I do like the CCM Spitfires, which you've... That's what I've got. What? <laughs> CCM Spitfire. Is it? Wow. Love them. Well, see, I did... The, I was going to go that route, right? Uh-huh. And John, if you haven't seen CCM Spitfire, that's a thing of beauty. Um, but I sat there and I thought about it. And long and hard, I thought about it. And you know what I come up with? What? Triumph T120 Black Edition. If I was getting a retro, I would get a T120 Bonnie. Tons of heritage. I kind of get Triumph in far too many other categories, I think, so I kind of <laughs> stayed away for that for that one. Do you know what I mean? I went for this bit, right? But the, you know, the kind of, the really kind of cut down, kind of almost like, they kind of come under a bobber category as well. Well, they did a bobber and they did a flat tracker and the, yeah. I mean, they did a few kind of different variants, but yeah, it's, yeah, and I just always remember seeing that one in Triumph. It was like the 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 Spitfire. It was kind of gold. Ah, the six. Ah, yep. it was just it was just a lovely modern old fashioned bike. So I was like, ah, yeah, love it, love it. See, either either way, and, and but I'd go with the Triumph as well. Totally Triumph. I mean, so much a Triumph's a retro look. I know, but for me, that was the swing of the because CCM have always they've been gone a wee while, but it was all motocross and stuff at the start up mm-hmm. until kind of early two thousands. Then they started doing the whole Spitfire range, whereas mm-hmm. the T one twenty Bonnie, it's been about for decades, uh. decades, and so you're getting that heritage. I think it's a bike you would you would ride and go. I feel part of like a an institution. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because it is because one, they one still all. T120 engines have still get put into custom bikes mm-hmm. like today. I think Henry Cole's Gladstone bikes that he was building are all original T120 engines that they had to source for all the world. Right. So it's a good engine. It's just, I, I don't know. That's what swung it for me, but I get the CCM thing because I'm with you. That's a bike you could buy. You could ride it for a year and sell it for the same money, mm-hmm. if no more. Yep. Same, same with the Steve McQueen Scrambler. Oh. <sighs> I'm going to get that in every week. Uh, Up until Triumph. I thought about the Steve McQueen Scrambler, right? To put it in there, but I'm going, is it retro or is it, you know, is it more Scrambler? It's a modern Scrambler. scrambler. Um, John, Google the Steve McQueen Scrambler. Oh, aye. It's, it's. And it's not like that. that. You get an actual certificate of authenticity signed by the CEO of Triumph and Steve McQueen's son. And his signature is laser etched. Into the actual, ah, it's, it's geek geek floor, heaven. Uh, the handlebars. It's just that's epic. That's pretty cool. That's, pretty cool. Ah, that's bike porn right there. For me, not have, and I'm going to be mega controversial. Any new Norton? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I went, I went Royal Enfield to be honest, but you know, oh, you I did not. I did. I just don't. I don't know why. I just think it's like, again, it's not that they're they're bad. It's just that. It's what it's just not you. It's just no. It's, it's to me. It's what you get if you don't know what you like. But um, you know, but society dictates that the Royal Enfields are a lovely example of old-fashioned bikes. It's for somebody uh, that doesn't. It's for somebody that doesn't try very hard to look 
that, that's kind of why I'm there. Do you know what I mean? Aye. No offence to Royal Enfield because the you know no it just that it, new six fifty six fifty engine that's in the intercept on the Continental yeah, yeah. is a, a great engine. And I think the last two years Royal Enfield those bikes have been the biggest sellers mm-hmm. in the UK. But again, it's because they're I know I say they're cheap, right? But it's a good price and it's Aye. a lot of bike for the for the for what you get. And they're starting to do a lot of kind of bits and bobs for it these days. So, but I get where you're coming from. It's and it, and and uh, as you say, they're great bikes, right? And great price range, and 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 do look really good, but they look exactly how a retro bike should look. If that makes sense, to the point that you know, in the same way that a couch, a nice big comfy couch, looks like a big comfy couch, but it doesn't get you excited. There you go. Well, it depends who's sitting on the couch. True. Hell's Angel category. So the cruiser. The cruiser. For me. It's got to be a Harley. Yep. Because the the daddies of the cruiser market, they've kind of got it pretty much nailed. But what one to go for? Because there's loads of them and out there. We we're talking about touring and we we're talking about cruisers. How would you define the difference between a touring bike and a cruiser bike? Cruiser, legs out, pedals out, front. Out front. Big, either a big wide or high handlebar. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the same comfort that a tourer's got. Aye. A tourer's kind of got panniers on it, it can be a bit nimble, but it's a bit more refined. And there were guys out there screaming at the podcast right now going, ah, I beg to differ, you could get a, you could get a street light special, it has panniers and it's very comfortable and it's a big giant seat and going, aye, so I, so I but was, the handlebars yeah. are still up there, so for me it's a cruiser, because your legs are about there, I'm, I'm kind of defining cruiser, right, you know, as you say, big comfy seat and everything, legs out, and so would you put your, your Triumph in there? What one? Oh, my favourite one. The big Marlon Brando-esque. Oh, the Rocket? Aye. Aye, the Rocket, I would class as a cruiser. Yeah, because that's, that's to me, right? I would class that the as black, a... The Black. The Rocket. The Black, yeah. But then it could fall... That, that's a tricky it one. Because it could fall in because... The Touring, or could it fall in? It could fall into both categories. I'm going to be yeah. honest, right? Because it's up there with the Goldwing. So, I've, I've turned off, and we'll get to Touring, and yep. I've kind of gone with that for Touring, yep. as opposed to the Rocket for Cruiser. Do you know what I mean? Well, the touring category is going to be dull, but uh, yeah, well, well, will be dull because, but um, uh, touring to me is a there are a bit dull touring bikes. I know, I, I know, I don't why. Sorry, Darren, but and I don't mean that. It's got a tour. Um, they, they're a bit dull in sense of um, I know that's me. I've just ruined uh, ever. That's a beautiful friendship tarnished. Uh, average bruisers in a cave. So um, you know, and average, it's not average bikes. Dulls, dulls, know the word, yeah. No, I know what you mean, but, but you, you know what I mean it's it's, aye, it's not exactly. It, it's more functional. Functional, I guess. So, rocket for me, street bob. Mm. I came to the conclusion that it needs to be a street bob. Yeah, which by just by standard has a chunky seat on it, yeah. and it's single seat. Which to me, a cruiser ideally should be single seat because it's just you in the open road, and mm-hmm. you know, and your headband on, and whatever, playing in the background yeah. with Creedence Clearwater Revival or whatever. But it comes to standard with kind of mini apes on it. So you're all, your hands are up that mm-hmm. little bit. So you've got that whole Sons of Anarchy mine feel to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the new Street Bob rides, rides beautifully, actually. It's quite comfy. So I I went down that route. And if you really like to make it noisy, put a big set of Vance and Hines on it and wake your neighbours up at six in the morning when you're leaving. What about your um, not having an in then? Not... What would you I've, ju- I've jumped on the I've jumped on the Ian bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> Kawasaki. The Vulcan S. I don't like it. 
it's a nice, it's a nice look. Again, it's it's nice looking in the flesh, kinda. If I, my fact, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to change my mind. Harley Davidson Sportster Iron Eighty Three. Why? Because I had one. That was that was my first big bike. No, horrible. Too heavy. It was it was beautifully noisy. Oh, sounded great. Used to say. To be fair, I never I never rode it. I'd only sat on it, so right. I, you know I've never experienced it as an actual bike, but I liked it. And I, and I'm being quite specific here. I'm saying the bog standard Iron Eight Eight Three. Not you mean put a stage one on it. It's that bit quicker. You still need to manhandle it round corners. Mm-hmm. You mean you still need to kind of hoof it round corners. But if I was to go back, and I probably I should have bought a twelve hundred. Because the 1200 had bit me a power, a wee bit more refinement, it just knew me, it was the better bike. So for me, in that cruiser section, 883, bog standard 883, but mine was, I mean, and I loved it, it was a lovely looking bike and stuff like that, but, and I got bored with it so quick because it was underpowered. Yeah. Oh, you changed that very quickly. Aye. Used to set mm-hmm. up car alarms in the car park at work. That's, oh, it was, it was that's how loud that, it was. That was what it was good for. Uh, but you did change it very quickly, and I think that's probably, again, back to talking about when you get your big bike, be careful what you get, because you can get bored with it really quickly. Yep. I, I've got the Kawasaki down, right? So, um, and just for the very same reasons, you know, it's just... Aye, it's uh, just, aye just, just stop Kawasaki. It's just not worth it. Con- concentrate. Bring, it bring out lots of ninjas. You know aye, I mean? concentrate what you do well, the ninja. Aye. You know what I mean? I think this one should be fairly easy. The bobber category. The bobber category, bobber, bobber category. I'm going to say to John, take a wild guess what's coming up here. <laughs> I've got two, because uh, your retro Greed. and your CCM Spitfire, which is also the bobber version, I've got in there, but I've obviously got a bobber black. Of course I have. Of course I've got bobber black, and, and the only reason uh, I put the CCM Spitfire in there was because, in case for some reason you talked about the retro category, then I was going to argue about it, but bobber black, because it's a triumph bobber black. I... Surprisingly enough, went doing exactly the same route. Hey. Try a bobber black all day long. Yep. Touch out of a doubt. I looked at the Indian Scout bobber because I sat on one years ago and it's really comfy mm-hmm. and it's really vicious. And apparently, riding it for half an hour is like it's like nothing else because no. it's like ah, it's totally angry. But you look at it and then look at the bobber black and go, No, Triumph still wins yet again. Yeah, touch out of a doubt. If you're going to buy a first bike, I would buy a bobber black with the eye. Any questions asked, that's what I would, I would have one in my garage. Might still fucking talk the wife into a second bike that she can get on. Although she doesn't like it. No for looks, I just don't think she just I don't think yeah. she would ride it. Um for the wouldn't have in this category, it's quite tricky because all the bobbers out there are actually really nice looking bikes. Yeah, well I kinda went with one that calls itself a bobber, but it doesn't look like one. Yep. And that's why I picked it. What'd you go for? The Moto Guzzi V nine bobber. Which doesn't look like a bobber. <laughs> I know and you're that, right. It doesn't look like a bobber. I, I find it so hard to not like a bobber that I don't like that I had to go with one that doesn't look like a bobber. I get, I get where you're coming from. Don't call it a bobber. It's not a bobber. Uh, it's not a bobber, so don't call uh, it a bobber. So no. that's why I don't like it. Um, I couldn't really think of one. The only thing I thought was is maybe that Harley were putting the 48 in the bobber category because, again, single seat mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, in which case, I wouldn't have one because. I still even got a single seat. The more goosey bobber. Was it an AC? No, it's got a. It's got. A, it's got you, it doesn't. It doesn't look anything like a bobber. That's not bobber. That's my retro. Right. Uh, oh, goosey. Sort yourself out. Exactly. So that's why I put it in there. It's a bit of a cop out, to be I, fair. I, I'm, do you know what I mean? I've, I've picked the bobber that isn't a bobber. So. But if they're calling it a bobber. Aye. You know what I mean? That's just. No, I'm no. changing my mind. Harley 48. That's all right. 
that I'm with you. That goes, he's just no. Yeah. That's just no. No. Right. Cafe Racer. Cafe Racer. What have you got? Trucks in a race. Or the Ducati Scrambler, which is the Cafe Racer Ducati with the aye, light the blue cafe. and the silver aye, 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 and the wee number and the wee white number on the side. It's just, yep. just, I just love it. I just love the look of it. And there's a guy along the road in Camelcombe that's got one. And it sits in his, and I, every time I take the dogs for a walk and I walk by, I go, yeah, I really like you. I really, really like you. Never you met the guy. Lovely. No, no, never met the guy. Never met the guy. I don't know what he looks like. Um, he's one of them. He's nice. Uh, but I couldn't not say Thruxton RS. So, <laughs> so there we go. And I did put the Thruxton RS because, again, it's beautiful. It's fast. And Tom Hardy's got one. So right. I'm not be funny. Right. If people wouldn't notice me on it, they would just go, oh, that's that bike Tom Hardy's got. Oh. Um, but I actually didn't. My And this contradicts what you said. But for me, I do like the Royal Enfield Continental GT. Don't I don't think it's as, as aggressive as the Truxton because the Truxton is mm. quite four hour and, and I'm too old for that. <laughs> the Continental's a wee bit more upright. And again, if you get it with a silver tank on it, see the one that just aye, looks aye, like aye, a aye. pure metal tank, it doesn't look like it's got any paint or anything on it. It just looks, and you see a reflection in it, which is handy to try to do it with straps in your old age. So, That's it. and again, it's under six grand. Aye, I know. I, I get it. I, I get it. And and again, I'm not slagging off Royal Enfields. It's just what wouldn't you have? Oh, a Kawasaki W800. <laughs> you proven. really have got every Kawasaki. Then, it's a br- <laughs> sorry. And, and my reason. I've got my Kawasaki. My reason. I've just written down here. My reason. It's brown. It's Kawasaki. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, it's Kawasaki, but not. Uh, it's brown. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. See that adventure bike we we're talking about. The duck bike. See the duck bike, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this year is. Moto Guzzi's 100th anniversary, right? This yep. year, don't bring out a brown bike. They've done a spe- they've done a they've done a new paint job for the the duck bike, and it's brown. I don't think they class it as brown, but if you look at it, it's brown. I don't care whatever way you look at it, it's brown. Mm-hmm. And then they the cheek to put a little plaque on the front f- uh, mudguard fender um, that says Moto Guzzi 1921 to 2021, and you're going. Yeah, and he was going to notice that because it's a brown bike. Yeah, brown. Don't buy a brown it's bike. It's brown. That's it. It's brown. Okay, there you go. Seeing it. Brown vehicles, not a good idea. Anyone that's got a brown vehicle out there. And it's got this kind of weird kind of 1980s big W white thing in the tank that looks like it, they're trying to make it look like something for mm. a, a 1980s capitalist corporation that's yep. trying to blow up a, try to blow up a, you know, Nakatoma Plaza or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I know. Yeah, it, it just, just, just compounds my argument for yeah. the Boston Adventure bike. Again, I'm saying don't buy a brown bike. It's another one of these kind of... Our thing is, um, although it could technically be Wayne Enterprises, right? Which <laughs> sometimes, you're looking at it, but you're going to go, mm, Wayne Enterprises, that could swear it has not been the worst one to have in your garage. But it's brown. Bruce Wayne never brought a brown bike. No, no. It was always black. and Or very dark grey. Or, or very dark black. Very dark black. I'm saying don't buy a brown bike. If you'd seen my bike, there's a tint of brown about it, actually, when you look at it. But it's no, not, it's not brown. That's it brown. Right, that's brown. Cool. I'm glad that... I'm glad is the mongrel not a bit brown as well? No, just just, just, no, just no. your seat. Oh, yeah, but but brown layer. Brown layer's brown classy. Layer's different. That's, that's class in a glass. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Class in a glass. Brown layer's different. That, you can get away with that. I mean, Continental... Bentley Continental GTs, 300 grand of the car, kind of brown leather interior. It looks amazing. Yeah. You only paint it brown on the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? A giant turning wheels. If, you know what? Every time I'm driving the car, I'm, I'll say, "Oh, why would somebody buy a car in that color?" It's 
loads of brown cars, especially expensive cars. People buy expensive cars in brown, and I go, why? Why? Was it the last one in the showroom? Uh, they must have went and went, oh, I've got yeah. to have one now. Yeah. And then they'll wake up two days later and regret it. Sort of like beige to brown, just any of those colours in between there. It's that. It's just, it's yeah. Aye. I've yet to see a brown or beige bike that, that I go, wow. Beautiful. That is stunning. But there's an awful lot of brown leather seated bikes that are amazing. Oh, aye. aye not a lot brown. of people pay extra for brown aye, leather seats. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because they go, well, that'd be nice, but we'll really set it off is that old school leather seat on it. So. Mm. Cafe racer that I wouldn't have. Again, I'm being kind of forced to be really, really aye, nitpicky aye, aye. here. But the MV Augusta Super Veloce, which, again, there'll be people out there that that's their dream bike. Yeah. But for me, just no for me, it's, it's an awful lot of bike for something that's not that, you know what I mean? No. For, no, it's just no. But I get where you're coming from for the Z. The, the MV Augusta is, has that similar ilk about it with the mm-hmm. cone and all that kind of stuff. Aye. So no, touring bikes, right, when you go. So, um, Unleash. Unleash. Uh, I've gone with the Honda Goldwing because it's, it, is, it is a car with two wheels, right? And that's what you want for a touring bike. It's got a stereo, it's got a heat, heat and everything. I mean, it's just got every single toy. <laughs> it's got the centre dash at a Honda Civic. Exactly. It's, it's got every single toy you would want in a vehicle with a roof, but it doesn't have one, right? And mm. But to me, that is the epitome of a touring bike. It's got Apple CarPlay and everything. Aye. You know, so I'm like... So fact, there's a thing. How can they call it Apple CarPlay? When it's on a bike. When it's on a bike. Exactly. It should be Apple Bike Play. It should be. Sounds like you do with the garage door shut, just you and your bike. Anyway, uh, family show, folks. So um, so Honda Goldwing, uh, because it's just the epitome of a touring bike to me. Uh, I'll agree with you. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid the obvious BMW R1250 RT, mm-hmm. purely because I've got one and can't fault it. Yeah, and I can't. Fault. I like touring bikes, and I like your BMW. Please don't I, get me wrong, but I'm with you in a gold one. If money was no object, because it has to be expensive. a big, massive, ostentatious gold wing that just you know, it just you know, aye, in a deep red. Color. Yeah, absolutely. You know, aye, money was no object. Yep, I would have a gold wing. It's the kind of it's the kind of bike that Santa Claus would have if he didn't have a sleigh with reindeer. Big red Honda gold wing. Yeah, Bloody I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah, what the Santa thing? Yeah. All right. I wonder. I wonder. I thought you were going somewhere else there. I kind of feel like it. It kind of looks like a really like souped up mobility scooter. It does. It looks. Oh God, do you know what, you've just ruined my choice. Do you know what it looks like? See if you look at like the new BMW. Was it CEO four the electric scooter? Oh, it's a hideous thing. Right? Aye, it's kind of like a cartoon. To be fair though, I'm not going to be a brand new Honda Goldwing here. I'm going to be one that's a bit older and a bit more kind of curvy and a bit more. Oh, so you're going the old school version? Aye, old right, school I'm going the 2021 version here. Aye, so. Aye, see, I'm talking about 2021 version. Aye, sorry, no, I'm, I'm going old school Honda Goldwing here for a oh, trainer. Oh, you're going the old Goldwing? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. But it probably. Actually, but you still got a radio on it. Do you know what I mean? Aye. With dials. With dials. Yeah, with dials. In case anybody in the room didn't know what a dial is. A dial is, I'm wiggling my fingers. Or a dial guadji. Aye. The, we've got a listener who's actually got an old gold wing, so shout out to Fitzy. Yeah. But his is his is a special one. Um I'll tell you more about that offline. What wouldn't you have in the tourer category? Kawasaki. <laughs> wow. Sorry, as long as it's not BMW RT. But you know what? It's a Kawasaki versus Grand Tourer. 
See, that's, I would argue that's an adventure bike. Exactly. But they're calling it a Grand Tourer and they're saying, uh, and they're pushing for you to tour around in it. And I'm going, don't, Kawasaki, don't try and muscle in your adventure bike, which is a good adventure bike, just about, for me. Um, but, um, I was going to say, he was hitting on your wooden half section. A, uh, but don't, don't call something a Tourer when it's no a Tourer. It doesn't look like a See if they just call it a GT. Aye. And no worried about Grand Tourer. Yeah. You know, and you know, there's, there's there's a number of people that have got like old Harleys with like fronts on it so big and so wide, you know, that it looks like a tank or it looks like some sort of thing that Jerry Anderson would make into some sort of thing that thunder, Thunderbirds would fly, you know, and, and they irritate me because I just think that's how you feel riding one of those as well. I know, I, they, they just think, oh god, I mean, what. what? And it's just they're so plain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Thunderbird Five is leaving the you garage. Know, you know, but I've gone with the Tudor because a couple of things. It should be slapped in for the Trade Descriptions Act. There you go. Uh, I went for the. I went for talking about big Harleys. That, 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 that mm-hmm. I went for the CVO Limited because it's like four hundred and forty something kilos. It's huge, mm-hmm. absolutely massive. I like to think that I could hold or catch most bikes. But no, that that's just that's gonna rip your back out. Right. I mean, that's just no. And I'm sure when you're on the road and you're plowing down the motorway, it's the comfiest thing ever. But I'd hate to put my feet down. You know I mean, and that's before you put a passenger on it. Right. And the the back thing's like a like a what's the big wing back chairs the Chesterfield. Probably, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like a Chesterfield on the back. You know what I mean. Actually, it's no. not a chest. I'm going to. I'm just going to get, give you a wee bit of sofa information here. Oh, right. So, um, uh, a couch, which where the back and the arms are all on the one level. Yes, that's a Chesterfield. All oh, right. Okay. It's just so you know. So, what, so, what is so, the old-fashioned wing-back chairs then? So, uh, I would call that a wing-back chair. So, all right, mate. Right, so I was right first time. You were right first time. Yeah. But a Chesterfield is actually where the arms and the the back is all at one level. All right. Okay. There you go. There you go, you learn all sorts of weird nonsense on this show. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the Average Bikers uh, Sofa Podcast. Hi. And again, <clears throat> the other thing about the, the CVO uh, Limited is, is its starting price is £37,500. I could buy a catering for that and mm. have just as much fun and it's probably just as heavy. Yeah. Aye. If not lighter and goes lit stink. Next category, the fume, what I call the fume inhaler collection, sports bikes. Where you're actually uh, sniffing the fumes off a tank or licking the tank right. in some cases. M- what I would have, um, BMW M1000RR. All day long. An absolute weapon. And it looks good. That's it. The, the inner child in me has yep, that yep. on the screen. That's for me, is the mm-hmm. Lamborghini Countach on my wall when I was a kid. Oh, I know. At like your desktop. Totally, and uh, a toy, and don't get me wrong, I toyed a long time back and forward between that and the the Fireblade because you mean it's a Fireblade, Mm -hmm. and everybody who has a Ferrari poster that was your equivalent, absolutely, the the Fireblade, and it's the new one in that kind of matte black, but actually, a bit like John's, Mm -hmm. but it has this beautiful red stripe right through it, which just again has that kind of Tron feel, beautiful bike, but still. Probably have the again. You buy a standard road bike. Well, a standard road bike that is a road bike, and it comes with pit mode. I'll never use pit mode. But However, it's got, it. it's got it. Yeah, I've gone for a Hayabusa. Well, you went full tilt. 
you went proper, full on, angry Japanese sports bike. Yeah, because good lad. I went. I was because, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, if it wasn't the first, it was probably one of the first production bikes to top 200 miles an hour. That was the. I think it that wasn't was it? the original. That was the original hyper bike. Aye, hyper Not bike. Not even a super bike. Hyper bike. So for me, having that bit of history in your garage, and it would be an original Hayabusa I would want. Not the ones now that are all super tuned and got all these safety features and everything. It's the one that does. It's the one that makes you realise adrenaline is brown. That's the one I would want, right? <laughs> that is exactly the one I would want. The you know the big puffy, you know, kind of almost puffer fish looking fairing, you yep. know, with the Japanese writing down the side and everything. Just that's it all day long, you know. Since from the minute they brought it out and, and, and they brought it, I mean, I want one of those in my garage. I would probably be too scared to ever ride it because I would just kill myself. We did you coming? You, know you would die. Yeah, the bike, would, you the bike would be there and I'd be going in a different direction. But, you know, so Suzuki Hayabusa, original one at top 200, because I think the, the newer versions, they started to, to not get to 200 miles per hour because it was just like so dangerous and they started putting in limiters and, and all this traction control and all these things to slow them down. Aye. I don't want the one that slows them down. I would want that one, the hyper bike. <laughs> there you go. I want the one I'm going in through the pearly gates. To exactly. Your, to your newfound uh, creme. And that Zoka. lovely pearlescent <laughs> white colour that they had. You know, it looks a bit like coral. Going. By the way, don't book me into the crematorium. I'll make my own way there. Exactly. <laughs> and a fireball. Yeah. What about you? What would you not have? Um, I've got two, right? Because one's more of a category, right? right. And then I've been really nitpicky going back. The one bike I probably wouldn't have, Hoi Song did a bike about uh, six or seven years ago, which was a 650 sports bike, and mm. it just was bought, yeah. it was absolutely ugly sin, and it wasn't reliable and all this kind of good stuff. Thankfully, they've learned their lessons, stop making it, so I wouldn't have one of them. But I think generally, any kind of sport bike under the 300cc mark, so see like your R3s and all this kind of stuff, Aye. just what's the point? I know. I, what I, I, is the absolutely. point? Absolutely. And like, the same goes, that's the same for R125s and all this kind of stuff. What is the point? There's just no point to them at all. Again, personal opinion, but I just don't. If you're going to buy a sports bike, just go and buy yourself yeah. an old Ninja 400 or a new Ninja 650 or the, well, they don't call it a Ninja, they call it a ZX6R or whatever. But just buy yourself a mid-weight sports bike. And I know there's contention, but mm. even going by an R7, even though it's not an R7, according to controversial calling, aye, but, but just aye. still have an R7. Well, I you're going to hate me for me, mine. Kawasaki? No. I've gone for a Honda Fireblade. <gasps> but it is a brilliant bike. But I have gone for the... Clearly for, not, because you haven't no, no. put... You I have gone for not it to have category. I have gone for it for the very reasons that you liked it. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. Or everybody... Wants one. Wants one or aspires to one. You know what I mean? So it's like when everybody in the 80s had Kim Basinger nine and a half weeks up on their wall poster, right? I had later Ford, right? So I didn't go for the traditional... Who? Exactly, right? So, you know, so when everybody's got those classic posters of that kind of thing, and I've gotten all misogynistic here, John, I apologise, right? You know, but I mean, we are talking, you know, young adolescent males here, right? So you've got, everybody had that nine and a half weeks poster with Kim Basinger and the feeding, the food in the fridge, right? So, I never, I had, oh, yeah, that's just appreciating yeah. hot women. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, um, you know, so, um, I, I had later thought up there, do you know what I mean? Because 
everyone else had the Kim Basinger poster, you know. I might have had it. I've seen it because I never. Uh, I had slut bride Madonna. Oh, there you go. So, so, but you know, so it's like, and it's that same thing, and it's the same thing. I probably would have had the same one. <laughs> it's the same thing. Why you know? She just look dirty. You know, Ferraris. Everybody had the Ferrari Testarossa up there because of Magnum. You know those kind of things. And everybody, because everybody wanted the Testarossa. Everyone, because it came with a free moustache. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And very tight shorts. And uh, so, so that's why I've not. Yeah. Been, and actually, you know, I, I would love to have a, a fire blade for the for what it is, which is an amazing sports bike. But because it's everyone else's choice as well, I've kind of went. It's not my choice. That uh, your logic makes sense. It, it's a yeah. bit like for you know, and and I'm doing myself a disservice, and I'm going to give you an, an example of why I know I'm doing myself a disservice with this, but I'm sticking to it just now, and I've because for years and years and years, everybody said watch Breaking Bad, watch Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is amazing. What an amazing television! I'm, I'm not watching it. Everyone else is watching it. I'm not watching it. Everyone else, nope, 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 nope. And then of course I watched it, and it was an amazing television series, right? So, in, in my opinion, right? So yeah, but the whole point was I spent years. No watching it because that's what everybody else was watching. I was like that with Stranger Things. Yeah. So I'm a bit like that with Honda Fireblade. It's, everybody talks about how amazing the Honda Fireblade is. I know the Honda Fireblade is amazing. I've read all the specs. It's, it's, it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful sports bike. And I wouldn't say no if somebody was giving you one for exactly. free. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and if, if anyone wants a Honda, Honda Fireblade, then you have exceptional taste in bikes. Uh, you're just you ju- and and you also don't have that negative uh, or that kind of twisted way of always going with what everyone else doesn't want to go with. There you go. That's my reason for it. That makes sense. Because again, there isn't really a bad sports bike apart from, and I wanted to stay away from your kind of obscure Chinese makes and all that kind of stuff, you know. Aye. Um, because I think there's obviously a, a, a like underpowered sports bikes, you know. Yeah, that kind of thing. So aye. But, it's, but again, it's it's one of those ones. Yep. There you go. There you go. Ran over. Again. The intros, the one two fives. Matt Mungro. Woohoo! Funnily enough, um, I went for the Mutt Mungro, and not because you're here, but because uh, it's, it's, like, cute, it's amazing, just a yeah. great-looking bike. I know somebody asked me <clears throat> years ago that they were going to do their CBT, but they only wanted to do the 125. They just wanted to keep doing their CBT. They had no interest in getting a big bike, and what kind of bike were they looking at? They, they liked the Van Van 125, and I was like, oh, no, don't buy one of them. You need to look at the Mutt Mungro. Oh. And it was like, really? And it, Obviously, what I went and looked at it. never ever done a CBT right enough, and he, he, to this day, he'll still say, Oh, I'm still thinking about my CBT. And I'll go, Oh, I cool, you should go and do it definitely. You know what I mean, you, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I did go for the Mutt Mungro, and, and don't get me wrong, I've ridden the Honda CBF 125, mm-hmm. the MT125. I did like the Varadero because of the size and all that, but again, can't fault the Steve McQueen look, yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And not in my garage, one, two, five. I've I've done what you did with the sports bikes. Yep. And I went for a category rather than a particular one, two, five. Yeah. Any one, two, five that looks like a sports bike. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I've like, no, see all your, see all your, like, you know, and it's like you get the, the is it the Honda with the S-Pro fairing and all that on it and everything? Aye, they don't, make, one, two, uh, they don't make that anymore. Aye. And I'm <laughs> and like, like ah, oh, great, you've learned your lesson. Yeah. You've don't making... don't make a bike look faster than it is. No. And I did that whole kind of whole category thing. You know what I mean? And said, oh, there you go. Because, you know, a 125 is a, is, a, is a transition bike, really. You know, whether it's because um, it's either, you're either... Or a commuter. Or a commuter. Yeah, Aye. exactly. Yeah, so you, you're picking that. And for nipping through, once, you know, for nipping through the streets of London, for instance, uh, as John will discover, 
when he when he's down there. You know, the one two five is great for just nipping about. Boom, 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 Are you taking it down there? Yeah, I'm taking yeah. it down to London. Yeah. So balls of steel. I know. Absolutely. So, um, uh, you know, from that perspective, uh, he's going to come back a better rider than we are. I know, totally, absolutely. <laughs> he's gonna, this is easy. I mean, you spoke about the Mongol as well, having like it will make me a better. It, 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 it's not a very forgiving bike, the Mongrel. If you make a mistake, you know you made a mistake with that clutch, you, with your clutch and everything. It's not a forgiving bike, you know, in the way that um, a higher powered, higher, you know, um, electronically tinkered bike is. You know, it is a basic. You've got to learn to ride this the way you ride a bike, and that's one of the reasons I love it as well, because it will make John a better a better rider. Make anybody that, that learns on a mongrel a better bike rider, because you need to get that balance between clutch and gas and brakes spot on. And that's the benefit of a one two five. Huh? You know what I mean? Because I mean, any one two five does that for five. you. I get that, but but you know, but the ones that have got a wee bit more tweaking or electronics and things in them, they're, 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 they're making it a bit easy for folk to learn. Aye. They do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Aye. So, Aye. Uh, and that's why I love the Mutt Mongrel because it's it will make people who have that bike a better bike, a better Aye. biker. It means when you jump onto that Te- bike, a technically got better that. biker. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you'll not be scared to have a bit more power and gas on it because you know how well you can control with your fine motor skills and the clutch and, and all these kind of things. Aye, which will help you when you go into day your mod one and all that. Aye. The fact that you've got that skill because it Aye. means then it's just so much easier on the big bike. Be you fly the, through the mod ones and, and, and all that. Exactly. Be sorted. The other thing I did pick up on in that one two five category was a bike that I looked at when I was still tormenting my wife to mm-hmm. get my CBT and get my one two five, and it was AGS and AGS did a bike called the Bobber, right? Which I thought this just looks like this looks like it's come straight out of the Turtles sh- workshop, right? Oof, but in hindsight, that is not a practical one two five. No. That thing, and they don't make it anymore, thankfully, right? But that thing, that AGS, they call it a bobber. I can see why they call it a bobber, because but of the shape because of it. The, well, I think more so because of the seat, but that, look at the size of the rake on the front of that. I know. I mean, the handlebar, the, the actual forks go... I mean, it looks... Uh, I, 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 and that tank's getting you nowhere. That, 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 that's taking, like, three teaspoons of petrol, aye. that tank, you do you know what I mean? So, aye, so that's that was my... One not have absolutely. If I had to pick a one not have, but I get yeah, the sport bike thing. Um, and last but not least, first big bike. Um, so I've actually, uh, that's a, t- a difficult one. I think to me that's just about taste now. There's a lot of good A2, A1 big bikes, right? Yes. So, and I've got three I've written down. I think depending on what your what your taste is and budget. So the Suzuki SV650, which I didn't want as a naked bike, but would have as my first big bike. There's a Honda CB650, right? But I've got the Triumph Street Twin, so um, it's your first big bike. That's the one you would have. If you were, I'd go, I'd if you were to go back right now, if you were in John's position... Oh, no, I bought the Street Cup. That would have been my first big bike. If, if I'd walked into Triumph and that was my first, I'd have bought that Street Cup all day long. Because it was yellow. The, the, the street, but they don't make it anymore, so... <clears throat> but the Street Twin is kind of, you know, a kind of slightly more... Nice Street Twin. Aye, Street Twin is nice. Especially new one with all the BX extra tweaks and things like that. Aye, so like, yeah. I'll give that. Street Twin is nice. Uh, I went Yamaha, Tracer 900, which T.O. will be listening to this at 2am in his bed while his wife hears it at the same time and jumping up and down. Aye. Effing and blinding and going, yes, I made the right, because that's what he had, his first Aye, bike. It was great bike, great bike. It's a brilliant first bike, the, the 900. In terms of what I wouldn't have, it's very difficult, but I went for the Honda NX 750 because it's ugly. 
Yeah, it's I think I think these underpowered. Again, it's just it's ah. Uh, you've got all those kind of six hundred to nine hundred cc bikes, and it is just a bit. You know, I, I, it's no, it's just no. Yeah. The only thing I will say is you can actually lift the the because the fuel tanks in a different position. The actual what was the is the fuel tank lifts up and it's like a cubby hole and it can fit a full size helmet in it. Mm. That tells you the bike's too big. <coughs> Absolutely. We need power. If you can fit a full-size helmet... Underneath the tank. Underneath the tank. That's, that's, that's wasted that's space. That should all be combustion engine under there. What did you go for? I went for... SV650. No, I went for... Right. I went for... This is... <laughs> I went for any BMW or Ducati. Are you... Tr- are you seriously? Are you trying to upset an Apple car? What about, what about the 9? The R9 T? Let, no, just let no. Oh, I like these lovely. <laughs> I, I love, <laughs> but you got but, them there. No, 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 but no, no. BMWs and Ducatis are really expensive. So for your first big bike, yeah, okay. the chances are, and I'm going on my yep, experience. Yep. I, I would, see your logic. I now. will drop it. So I don't want to spend. <laughs> aye, you dropped the yeah, that that Suzuki, of money, so I, aye, aye. I know, but it, that the Suzuki when I bought it was four grand, right? So. It wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of money in comparison to if I'd bought a BMW or if I'd bought a no. Ducati. So for my because it's my first big bike, yep. and I'm not that good with big bikes, uh, based on experience and based on my own personal experience, I wouldn't want any bike that that would make me burst into tears uh, if I if dropped, you dropped it. it. I mean, any bike you drop, you're going to have that sinking feeling. I've dropped my bike, right? Oh, aye. Totally. But if you've if you've got a Ducati Monster and you drop it and you break something on it. You cry and then you cry again and then you get a bill in and then you really cry. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> then you uh, remortgage. But I love, <laughs> I, I love the BMW and you know I love that BMW. Aye. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't. And, and, and I could probably add it into some categories, right? But it's just as your first bike, un- unless you're willing to take that risk that you will damage it in some, even in a stupid silly wee way. Aye, no. And that's why it's not because I don't love them. I do love them, especially that BMW. But and you've seen pictures of me sitting on it in the in the, the BMW museum, right? So, Aye. I, I love them. With right? your box of hankies. With my yep. box of hankies, yeah, absolutely. Family show. <laughs> Family God. show, I was crying with disappointment I couldn't get one. <laughs> exactly. So, that's um, what I meant. <clears throat> of course it is. So, um, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that, that's why. So, that, that so I, and I thought, I'm going to say that because I know that you're going to turn around and go, ooh, but what about this? And I'm going to, ha-ha. I have no, no, I get your logic. logic I, I get your logic. You it is twisted, but I absolutely get your logic, so... I can't really fault you on that. Um, there's no really conclusion this week because this was just us... Rabbiting on for quite a while. Rabbiting on for quite a while. Yeah. Um, just about some of the yeah. bikes that we would, wouldn't have if anyone that disagrees. Well, tough, because that's what we would have. If you want to, if you want to get in contact with us and let us know what your favourites are, by all accounts, fill your boots. One last question for John then, or... Super, super celebrated guest, John. Has that had any influence? Has that had any influence on your choice for your bobber? Well, as you say, I'm still learning in the categories that you were kind of going through and listening. The cafe racers were kind of interested me a little bit in the look, so who knows what might happen. It's easy, I'm about to give my shot. So, (laughs) that certainly tickled me a little. By the way, if you want a piece of advice from me, CCM Spitfire, great bike, for one and one and only reason. It's about an 830 mile seat height, which means you can park it at your dad's. No one found well, your dad can't take it out. Because ah. he's not getting on it. <laughs> exactly. I know. 
hate BMWs. Do they do? BMW do they do stabilizers? So you know what I mean. Um, but another great thing about the CCMs are that they are limited. They're limited numbers. They only make they a few. Are limited numbers so, are very cool. You know, However, BMW R9T is another good looking bit, and you can get there's so many different variants aye. of that bike. So you can get like an urban one. You can get a GS one. Yeah. You can get a Cafe Racer one. Ah, uh, and then the word name and T. Yeah. yeah, but I think possibly, which maybe is a bit off brand for me. The, of all the bikes you guys were talking please about. Please don't tell me you're a Kawasaki Versus. Please oh, no. go on, dear. Oh, that would be brilliant. I just end the podcast here. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, see you again, bye. <laughs> um, is um, your bike, Darren, S1000RR. They, that did, that's very sexy. So, as a first bike, look no. At, look at the M version. The M version. So, now how, now, how with BMW, now how the BMW card, you get like the 3 Series, and then you get an M3. Mm-hmm. They've started doing them with bikes. Mm-hmm. So you get an M version. Oh, matter of fact, and if you really like that, look at the HP4. Okay. The BMW HP4 was the kind of, I don't know if it was a predecessor, it was a different variant, but oh, it had like sharks, gills and everything. It was such a beast. Very cool. So there you go. So we we may have slightly influenced John. Yeah, a little. However, Apologies to Triumph, because I was selling them and that totally have been. <laughs> he so was on commission. I still think the bobber will be my first though. I do. You do, I think I think when you've got an idea of what you want as your first bike, you kind of stick with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You do stick with and it. You never but know. You might ride it and go. Yeah. Or, my, my or, first. Or this, I thought this would be like a bit more nimbler, or I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what Dan was saying earlier on, and I know we're, this is going to be one of the longest podcasts we've ever done, right? But I'll edit it down to a couple of weeks. And uh, so you're right. Uh, when I got my first bike, I didn't get my dream bike. I didn't get my best first bike in it. I went purely on what I could afford Aye. that I liked to look of at the time. It was yellow and black, and I could put Batman stickers on it. So I was that that sold it for me. And I did find, you know, that you were getting bored with it after a wee while. But budget wise, it was a perfect bike for me to have and to Aye. have for a period of time. But if you've got an, if you've got a, a dream bike or a, a bike that you see yourself on the minute you pass your test anyway then you know i don't think you probably will change your mind because you, you've already you, you've already put yourself you've, on that bike you built it up you, you've built it up you know what i mean and um, but what you what you're probably saying is that's a great bike and, and i'll have it for a year but now i've got some fun options yeah to pick here that's it you know and you don't know do you know I mean if even if let's say early you would get a 3D test done and whatever and pass your bike test in six months time Aye. right mm-hmm. you mean you're into start of 2022 the world is your welk at that point oh, the, oh, you have a whole new range of bikes that have came out because there's bikes getting released every five minutes and uh-huh. especially right now because we're coming into that season where who knows who start, knows what time we're going to bring out in the old enduro and motocross and stuff like you're that start, mm-hmm. you're starting to get to the point where we're starting to get to motorbike show time Aye. you know what I mean NEC's up and running again this year in December Again, maybe an easy road trip. Meet halfway. That's when they kind of launch, or no launch, but that's where you get to see some of the newer bikes that came out three or four months before. Because we're talking about, obviously, the new Sportster. Yep. Um, S. Disneyland in the showroom, I think, until September, just in time for the new registrations. And there'll be some others that are the same. So the bikes may have all changed. I know the bobbers in your head, but you might then, you might be a brand new bike we don't know about yet that comes out that you go, whoa. What is that? Right. That's you know what I mean. So, but I you can't go wrong with a bobber. No, I'm, uh, if you get one, fair play to you. Just don't bring it around here. Also remember the bobber. <laughs> I also remember the bobber. Green-eyed it monster does have a very low seat, and I can sit on it. So 
See, that's a negative. Warning. That's, that's a, a negative. That's warning. a drawback. Warning. There we go. That's a negative. You leave it parked. Dad, sorry if I leave the bike at your house. Yeah, that's fine. So, you just know fine well that you're not getting that back. Or you'll come back and blah. Like, Why is my bike only an extra thousand miles on it? How did that happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It must be a fault in the clock. Mm. Episode nine. Done. That's it. Thank that's you, it. folks. Uh, massive thanks, John, for coming in. Um, this week has actually been good. It's been good fun having that different perspective. And it's good to kind of live through the CBT and the new experiences again, but yeah. using it, using you as the, the the mule to take us through that. Uh-huh. Um, good luck with Outlander, everything else you've got coming up, um, including theory tests and big bikes. Woo-hoo, thank you so much. We'll, 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 we'll start building it up for the yeah. next podcast. Exactly. You know I mean? John's got his theory test in six months. Thanks for listening to the ramblings of us, as ever, the Average Bikers. Um, these are just the ramblings and personal opinions of a couple of Average Bikers. And, and again, I do love Kawasaki's. Just please don't ever fall out with people who have <laughs> Kawasaki, a Kawasaki, if you're listening, he actually would really love a Z900. But yeah, as long as you guys keep listening, we'll keep making. So Thank you very much. A massive thank you from us all here. And if you've enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with questions or a possible Big question. Or you want to let us know what your would and wouldn't haves. Yep, we'd love to hear that and we can chat about it and share some share some of our listeners' ideas. Um, you know, if you want to completely bash me for saying that the Honda Fireblade is not what I would have in my garage, go for it, absolutely. Um, but please understand that my reasoning for it. So, um, But then do email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com or get in touch via our Facebook page or Instagram. And we will see you in the next episode. So until next time, remember... Only a biker understands why his dog sticks his head at the car window. Rough!